Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman. Boy, after after the, the, the sludge that was last week, boy, oh boy, it feels nice to be back in something comfortable and familiar, doesn't it? It it resembles a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it certainly looks like one. It sounds like one. Yeah. Might it be a movie, John? I think it might be. I think we're back to this week is like, oh yeah, this is kind of what we set out to cover on this podcast, right? <laughs> I think it's I think it's the perfect example of you and I being beaten down by this podcast, yeah, uh, only to be rebuilt a lesser form of ourselves. Um, I mean, when we're, when we're it wasn't giving, when it wasn't gi- just the yeah. two of us who got who who got no. to experience this well because fantastic when, film when I, when number one when we came to know the existence of a movie called the Jurassic Games. We, th- we had two we thoughts. Watch, yeah. One, mm. we must cover it on the show. And two, there is only one guest we can have for this episode. And that is the return of our good friend, Mike Gergoni. Hello, greetings and salutations. I have come prepared with my list of prehistoric problems with this film. Well, that's, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's going to be an interesting thing, right? Because <laughs> it, it, this, this movie has kind of an out with that, right? In that yeah, none of it's real. Know. No, no, I think there's still valid notes, but I feel like the writers go like, well, they're not technically real dinosaurs in the film. No, 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 John. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but this movie crosses a line. That was my impression. At the end of the film. Yeah, that was my that impression says, of a screenwriter arguing. I'm not arguing this. Yeah. <laughs> but but the movie wants to have it both ways, if that's the case, because that's right. the end of the movie. It does. There's a fucking plot device that says, but they're meant to be like real animals. That's true. That- <laughs> they're programmed to function as they would have in nature, is what the technician says. Which, sure. how the fuck are they supposed to know that? <laughs> <laughs> when we studied real dinosaurs out in the wild, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, the Jurassic games. I mean, right off the bat. I mean, here's the thing. So the the movie, the title is the Jurassic games. I've seen the pitch for it, obviously, was the Hunger Games meets Jurassic Park. My sure. my elevator pitch that no one would use to sell anything because it's not uh, the most like uh, commercial, but is this is the running man with dinosaurs, right? A little bit. That's, I mean, a little bit. Yes, absolutely, 100%. I, I mean, like, bordering on legally actionable, I feel like, for the Stephen King in terms of premise. Although this premise is oft used in science fiction, right? Because you can sure. also bring up uh, things like Battle Royale or, uh, listen, we're going to do another movie in, in, in the coming months called The Condemned, which is a Ooh. similar premise to this as well. Uh, the whole idea of this, I- like, prisoners competing in a deadly game. Yeah, I mean, I can think of at least three anime series that do this exact same premise with the VR touch to it. So, oh, and even know, the VR touch. So, I mean, I think I think it's ubiquitous enough. That's that is certainly where 
But uh, but yeah, and and I and I, I was telling somebody about this movie. I go, oh, it's kind of like the Running Man with dinosaurs, and then I was like, dot dot. But I know, but yes, I realize that sounds cool on paper, but you know, like, because <laughs> that sounds like that should be our fucking favorite movie, but uh, it should be, yeah, yeah, I but mean, not, and kind of is, you know, it's better than a lot of the, than a lot of the shit. It's, it's a sad thing that this movie's probably in the upper third of quality on this podcast. <laughs> this movie gave me something that I didn't know I wanted until I saw it, and that's the image of somebody spin kicking a raptor. Oh. <laughs> I mean, scene of the movie, right? When that guy is yeah. doing kung fu on raptors, that's the best so, part of the whole film. It's so sad when I'm looking at a scene of somebody who's doing choreography against nothing mm -hmm. and being like, this is some of the best choreography <laughs> I've seen in one of these movies. It is. It legitimately <laughs> is. Listen, it's pretty I, cool looking. In, in the in the document we keep for the shelfies, I legitimate. I put it down for best hand to hand combat, and I think it's the current front runner. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, the Jurassic Games. This comes to us from oh yes, auteur writer director Ryan Belgart, who is our uh, uh, who who is who seems to have shifted into a phase of his career looking at his directing credits. Uh, hmm. Of all dinosaur movies, um, yeah. Well, hold I noticed... on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we need to talk about his second feature film because well, the, you the mean... title of this movie is too, 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 too good. Well, listen, I sent you the poster for the second movie of his yesterday when I was watching yes. this movie, and as I said, this will be covered next year during our Spooktober episodes. Gergoni, please share with us the title because how can we not cover this movie? How can you not cover Army of Frankensteins? I mean, come on, man. Who wouldn't want to watch? And then here's the thing about it, though. It's like, that already sounds crazy. Then you look at the poster. Then you read the plot description. It's Army of Frankensteins, and it's a Civil War set movie. It, it's a it time, time travel Civil War yes. set movie. It's a guy who travels back in time to the Civil War and is fighting an army of Frankensteins, and Abraham Lincoln is on the poster for this, but there's also, like, hot air balloons exploding. Oh, yeah. Oh, this looks my so God. Good. Listen, I think this is our new favorite movie. It uh, might be. Okay. It's, it's up there. So here's my question. The the plot description, mm -hmm. as brief as it is, yeah. doesn't say that he's fighting an army of Frankensteins. It says he finds himself entrenched in the Civil War with an army of Frankensteins. Oh, so odds, you're saying that there's a there's a possibility that he is fighting alongside said Frankensteins. What if the Frankensteins so. are the good guys? Well, I, I, this is the only thing I will posit as, as being probably why they're the villains, and that is the... Although maybe there's evil and good Frankensteins. I don't know. But our hero there's, appears to there's be... There's good Frankensteins on both sides. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Our hero appears to be in a blue coat, and I see the Frankenstein here in a Confederate hat. So mm. I, I'm i just going to say that maybe... <laughs> I Man, love the idea hate... of the Frankensteins being like, the South shall rise again, just like me. <laughs> States rights, good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned next year for that. We've already booked out this year's Spooktober, but this is a definite entry in next year's Spooktober, guaranteed. Definitely. Oh my yeah, god! So we need uh, Army of Frankenstein's our life. But I'm looking at the most recent entries of this guy's career, and the word Jurassic is in almost all of them. Yeah, or, I mean, I, I when. 
when I looked up on uh, Amazon Prime, it listed out many movies that start with the word Jurassic, which yes. made me very excited. Well, the is fact- this a shared cinematic universe? Oh, I is hope that so. What we're at? Well, because he also so he made this movie, and then the next year he made a kids movie called The Adventures of Jurassic Pet, which seems to be about a kid who has an adorable dinosaur pet. Uh-huh. Um, Which, I mean, that's an A-plus kid story right there. Uh, he's currently yeah. in post-production on the sequel to that. Don't worry, Gurgoni, that's a franchise now. Uh, <laughs> the Adventures of Jurassic Pet, The Lost Secret is the sequel. Uh, okay, it doesn't have Jurassic in it, but then the movie he makes after that is called Dinosaur World. And go with me on this premise, because I feel like I might have just watched this movie. <laughs> The best players from around the world are gathered to be Russell's lab rats on his new game. Anything could happen. Everyone has their eyes on the prize, which will give them a second chance at life. Greed will take over friendship, allies will become enemies, and the unexpected will come with every move you make in this made-up world infested with dinosaurs. Okay. He just basically made the same movie. He just got rid of the prison premise. But now, then he essentially remakes this movie like two years I, later. I understand that it's hard to create a truly original script. You know, everything <laughs> yeah. has been done at some point. Yeah. But generally try to make it slightly more different from the movie you just made. I mean, maybe I, he's going it, the my... legendary classic Hollywood director Howard Hawks, who made the John Wayne movie Real Bravo, had so much fun making that movie. He made it again like three more times. Um, <laughs> so maybe it's that situation where he just loved I making so. this movie so much. You go, I'm just going to keep doing this, man. Um, okay, so I'm I'm scrubbing through the trailer of Dinosaur, Dinosaur World, World right now, yeah. and there are a distinctly like three or four sequences that have the exact same set to the point where there is a bit in the trailer where T-Rexes are fighting in the desert like they do at the end of this movie. So oh, wow. I think he legitimately did just reuse a bunch of stuff from this to make a second movie that starred more Chinese people so that they could get Chinese money involved. Because if you look at the cast of Dinosaur World, there is a lot of yeah. Chinese actors involved in it. Lots so. of, yeah, you can get money doing that for sure. Uh, I will say he's also the special effects supervisor on this movie, so I would not be surprised if he literally just brought a hard drive of some of the assets from this over to oh, that yeah. movie, and they just copied oh, yeah. them. Because uh, great A CGI in this Actually, it's yeah. like it's like B minus CGI, I would say. We've seen worse. This is not we, atrocious, we but it's not worse. good either. It, it, I think it's solidly in the uh, sci-fi original sort of some uh, shots camp. Yeah, you know? some shots are okay. It, some shots are bad. It, yeah. it, it pendulums quite a bit because, like in some sequences, especially when the humans are interacting with the dinosaurs, it really does look like the CG characters are superimposed on top of whatever is actually there. Yeah, and yeah. then in some sequences, especially at the end with the T Rexes in the desert, it actually looks pretty solid. Honestly, I think when it's yeah. all CG, it looks fine. But as soon as you're incorporating real assets, is where you're getting the trouble in this. That and that's I think the the key. I think when it's just the CGI sequences, yeah, I think you're right that the dinosaurs in and of themselves, look pretty good. Right. Um, well, I mean, can we get to uh, part one of Mike's prehistoric problems? <laughs> yeah. This Here's the thing about this episode. Not only will it be entertaining, it will be educational. I, I, I don't disagree uh, because... <laughs> Let, let us uh, let me just uh, point our list, uh, your listeners. Now, this isn't my show, but I'm yeah. going to hijack it for yeah. a little bit. Well, you're, you're part of the <laughs> network, so go for it. Sure, sure, sure. There is an amazing documentary uh, premiering. I think it sh- by the time this episode airs, it should be done by now. Called Prehistoric Planet over on Apple TV. Go mm-hmm. watch that; it's amazing. Yeah. But 
this movie suffers from something that was started with Jurassic Park and has basically Jurassic Park made what movie dinosaurs look like and no one has really uh, like gone off of that beaten path. Well, because it's a perfect movie, Gurgani. Um. That movie is perfect, but it its scientific accuracy has something to be lacking. Um, <laughs> but that is this idea of what we call a shrink-wrapped dinosaur. So with the, the skin like pulled tight over the bones right. without any like muscle or fat on the, the animal itself. Right. Mm. Um, and this movie does that a lot, a lot, insofar as its raptors look like weird pulled out iguanas in yes. weird yeah. ways. Yes, they're very reptilian uh, in that sense. But but as you're saying, even more like streamlined, stretched out uh, yeah. reptiles. So. The, yeah, this let, movie let, like goes goes even more Jurassic Park than Jurassic Park, you know. Like, yeah, it it, it, yeah. it triples down on everything Jurassic Park established. Um, but one but, thing I want to point out is on the poster for this movie, we get some truly movie monster T Rexes on there with like yes. the skin just like like I said, shrink wrapped against the bone. We've got <laughs> ooh, sorry, teeth kind of like coming out of the skin oh, yeah. in some horrific yeah, ways. Yeah. Those are not the T-Rexes that are in the movie. No, that poster, <laughs> much like a lot of these movies, has absolutely nothing to do with this movie. It doesn't even have any of the characters. It just sort of has these generic army guys on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has one generic army guy, two raptors, which the raptors, again, look totally different than what we get in the movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. A Stegosaurus, a... Or not a Stegosaurus, a Triceratops, two T-Rexes, some Pterodons, and... A brontosaurus? Why there were brontosauruses in this movie is beyond me, but whatever. Well, it's so they could look at it and say they do move in herds. No, yeah, it's a hundred percent. Just they they want their Jurassic Park moment of scary dinosaurs to awe-inspiring dinosaurs, and uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure either emotion really landed with me watching the movie. But um, yeah, not really. They kind of just glit, you know, kind of just pass. Uh, let let me like, say oh, this though: hey. what are the odds that in the temp track when they edited the movie, he put? Da-na-na. Like when and he's Probably. just like, we'll oh, take it 100%. out, but but just for just look at how cool this is. Uh, <laughs> Despite his best efforts, every time he tried to put in John Williams, it was just that recorder version. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's this whole movie is kind of the recorder version of Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, <laughs> mixed with Hunger Games. Yeah, mixed mixed. Yeah, mixed. I guess with Hunger. Yeah, Hunger Games. Um, and a little bit of Suicide Squad for the hell of it with the bomb collars. With the bomb call, which is totally unnecessary because it's all virtual anyway. They don't I, well, need the callers. So much of my problems with this movie have to do with the film being set in VR. And then there's so many things where I'm going like, but it's not real. So it's weird when some of this. Also, the VR in this is the most advanced impossible. It's basically a fucking holodeck, right? Yes. Okay, let's let's get into the plot of this movie because I yeah. think it, a lot yeah. hinges well, on it, the fact that yeah. what Let, we're talking about is so dumb. Okay, let's dive yeah. into the plot. Uh, love that this movie starts with a quote from George Carlin. Yeah, that was a weird take. Huh? <laughs> that was weird. But it's it's not. I mean, obviously he's a stand-up comedian. It's a joke. But the film, it's not the way it's presented. Doesn't really present it as a joke because it's presented as a quote where it's almost like this prophetic vision from <laughs> futurist almost- George Carlin. <laughs> It's almost like a like a movie quoting Oppenheimer, you know, of like his, his, 
I am Destroyer of Worlds, but yeah. it's George Carlin doing yeah. a bit. Because I'm like, sure it was like, oh, why not make, uh, you know, uh, why not make capital punishment like an entertainment show? You know, like, I'm sure he has how he said it or whatever. And they're like, someday and capital punishment will be entertainment. You know what would have been really good at this movie? Like, all of the people who work at the Jurassic Games were, like, talking about Carlin as, like, <laughs> the prophet who foresaw their rise to power. They have, like, a like a painting or a bust of him in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> just as Carlin just forecast. Weird... One of the many weird things about this movie is that it, it feels like it's trying to have something to say about sure is uh, capital punishment right well i think i yeah. think it's trying another thing it's 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 trying to do tonally is be like a paul verhoven movie like robocop or starship troopers mm -hmm. where it's like mm -hmm, yes mm -hmm. it's violent science fiction but it's also got this satirical sharp point to it except for mm -hmm. i don't quite understand what it's it, it's not making its point very well like it's it, it's not insightful or smart like those movies are uh, it, it it knows what those movies are doing, but it can't quite figure out what to do. I mean, like, it makes very obvious points about capital punishment. Let me say that. John, are you saying that at the end of the movie, when like we bust out of the virtual world and then literally everybody gets shot, this yeah. movie has no idea how to end itself, <laughs> so it just shoots everybody. I'm saying that might be the case. Yeah, I think uh, maybe it loses. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, it does the ending of this movie does remind me of when i was in high school and i would write scripts and i didn't know how to end them and so i'm like i don't know everybody gets shot i guess yeah we love <laughs> we credits. love to write stuff that had everybody just get shot uh yeah. i remember when we were writing sketch comedy and at some point somebody said can we write one sketch that doesn't end with somebody <laughs> pulling out a gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i'm glad we learned that lesson uh a, a decade ago but uh, uh, unfortunately <laughs> The writers of this movie did not. No, they didn't. It, it reminds me of Michael Scott doing improv, right? Where it's what's the most exciting exactly. thing that can happen in a movie or a TV show? Someone pulls out a gun. Uh, and this movie <laughs> so is pretty gun-free. to learn yeah. that Ryan Belgart, the yeah. director of this movie, also the writer. Yes. Yeah. I, this is an auteur movie and the special effects supervisor. That you don't <laughs> see too often. What uh, can't he do? Yeah, no. This, guy, this guy's a, a threat on all fronts, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's see. So so yeah, we're establishing. Let's talk about what the Jurassic Games is. The Jurassic yes. Games is a globally broadcast. Seems like it. Nationally, yeah. I don't quite. Yeah. yeah. It, I think they mentioned globally. I think, I think it is globally, mentioned. though. We only ever see like eight people watching it. Um, of That's course. Uh, it does the the same thing that. Uh, uh, deadliest prey did where it's like we cut to the same bar yes. and the same house party yeah. of whoever's watching this Scott, they, because they want to create that Truman show kind of vibe right but it's like mm -hmm. but Truman show had a lot of money and you saw a lot of people watching um yeah, uh, not just eight people in one location yeah uh and and so yeah this is this this is I mean, I'm willing to go with this because there's lots of crazy sci-fi premises. I'm a big fan of the Purge franchise, and the less said about how we got to that, the better. Uh, so it's yeah. like somehow capital punishment has turned into a reality show. Somehow the government has let this happen. Um, honestly, under a certain administration, I don't think this is too far off. Um, 
But uh, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Oh, he would have loved this. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> joke, but... assuming this technology had existed under Wilson's presidency, maybe. Uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. So, but the key is everyone. Every one of the contestants is a death row inmate who has volunteered for this. Right. Yes. That, that you you they're, can. They're... Yeah, this They're is not die all execution. Way. Right, this is not yeah. all execution, but it is. Th- <laughs> and I love, I love this sci-fi premise that's in a bunch of stuff. Which is, if you win the game, you are just pardoned and set free, no matter how that's, vicious a murderer, terrorist, rapist you are. Crazy to me. That's <laughs> great. Like some of these people are full. Of, one of them's a cannibal, and the other <laughs> one see, is like basically the Joker. So yeah. like the fact that it's, I mean the government said we can let them go because they it's won like, this well, VR they, game. These so. are the rules of the game. I just I love the idea of like the, the president being like, my hands are tied. I have no choice. <laughs> so what, what blew my mind about this is that we've got all of these killers and cannibals and psychopaths. And then our quote unquote main character, Tucker, mm-hmm. is a guy who maybe only just killed his wife right. and that's it right yeah but tortured her to death as they say yeah but like yeah he, even when, when he explains his situation later in the film mm-hmm. it's like how is he not appealing that forever and a day right no it, yeah. it, it does seem like the justice system is open and shut on him man no chance and also i mean we know nothing about the murder itself and the fact that one of the other contestants did commit the murder but apparently there was no evidence of that and all evidence pointed to him but we don't know what their relationship was see this is where the running man which is a movie i fucking love i mean it's completely insane but i love it the premise there is they frame him for a crime so that he has to play the game Mm -hmm. that makes sense they're purposely and also we understand because he's a soldier in that where his skills come from. I, I don't know what Tucker's deal is, but for some reason he's good at this. He's just a guy. Yeah, I don't know. He has <laughs> we literally no get zero of his backstory other than he had a wife and he has two kids. That's yeah. all we know about him. Oh, yeah. boy, those kids. I mean, he's a terrible actor. The kids are really awful. Kids are <laughs> the kids. Are, and we're, and, and we're not making fun of children. These are teenagers. These these aren't like right. little kids. They should know better. They, yeah, they're, and you're telling me there was nobody. I mean, I know this movie has, like, no money, but which, by the way, I was going to look and see. If I can find a budget on this sucker. Oh, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> or at least get the the teenage actors to maybe a second take or maybe a third take. <laughs> no time, Lisman. No time. Uh, we believe in you, Father. No, this you is did an... not do it. We this... know you are innocent. He's innocent. Yeah. Why? He's stop innocent. Stop the games. You have to stop the games. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, there's no, much like a lot of the movies we cover, there's just no info about this movie, Uh, of course, uh, nor should there be. Um, This this just, yeah, whatever like a sci-fi channel movie costs. Do they even still make original movies over on the sci-fi channel? Or has everything gone to this VOD format? Because I, have I, have no idea. I haven't had cable in years. No, when I think yeah. that, I think that may be why that they're not doing it. Because it does seem like these are all just going to streaming now. Uh, yeah. and, and there's more of them. By the way, this comes to us, Lisman, from did you recognize the company logo at the start of this? From yeah. Uncorked Entertainment. We're very familiar with them since they release all of Rene Perez's films. 
Oh, that's why. That's, oh, God. They're the distributor oh, of all of the Perez Bronzy joints we've covered. That's mm, where I knew okay. that. The second that came on, I went, uh-oh. Uh, this is actually, though, light years ahead of this. Rene Perez could never that's make true. a movie this competent. Um, that does explain <laughs> why when I saw that logo at the beginning, I started to feel like I was having a panic attack. So, I just went, <laughs> uh, it does. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, uh, I started to have flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's me. It's yeah. me. Death Take kiss. that, you dinosaur bell. Oh, oh Bronzy would have been great in this thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bronzy was in this thing. At the end, when there were three of him in the desert? <laughs> hey, 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 it's hey, me. hey, hey, it's me, a dinosaur. Wait. Um. <laughs> I mean, they had about as much lines of dialogue as Bronzy it's sometimes. It's true, it's That's true. true. Uh, yeah. I do love the entertainment news coverage. Where like, hey, the new season of the Jurassic Games is starting up. Can you believe it? You know, they're on like E News or whatever. You know, Entertainment also, Tonight. How can there be seasons if this just takes a day? <laughs> I know it's insane. Uh, and the idea of like, why would people? I, okay, anyway, let's meet the host of the show. This guy I do know, and I don't know mm -hmm. Ryan Merriman. Because uh, I yeah. was going like, why do I know this guy? And uh, you got to go back, but uh, boy, he had uh, he had quite a run as a Disney Channel star back in the day, star of yeah. several of their classic original movies, including Smart House and Luck of the Irish. Oh shit, that's what I know him from. <laughs> yeah, the early two thousands, he was like the go to guy in those. Yeah, Maggie pointed that out to me because I have not seen. I don't think any Disney original films so how did you escape uh, oh yeah Luck of the Irish of is one of the dumbest funniest things i've ever seen that's where he's becoming a leprechaun right well because yeah he's descended from leprechauns and then there's also mm. an evil leprechaun running around played by i believe henry gibson oh probably um, oh my god i hope not <laughs> like legendary actor henry gibson yeah oh my god <laughs> boy oh boy uh that's that's a waste of everyone's time uh or is <laughs> Yeah. And then he is eventually uh, banishes the leprechaun to Ohio, I believe, at the end of that film. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically purgatory. <laughs> Where no leprechaun would ever want to go. Um, yeah, uh, finally. Tim Timothy Almondson is in that movie? Like, yes. This, this movie is wild. Yes. Now, Almondson was just an up-and-comer at that time, but uh, that still mm. does come up. I know I've heard him talk about that, that people still bring up Luck of the Irish with him, though. Uh, but... Uh, um, yeah, so he's the host of this thing, and I, I will say he fucking goes for it in this. This is not good, but he is probably the best actor in this thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a low bar, but yes, yeah, leaps and bounds. Better. Also, did I mean, you love his dinosaur mask? No, okay, okay it was okay, a okay. tiger mask, right? Prehist next prehistoric problem. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. Here we go. We have our title, Jurassic Games, right? Yes. First of all. Jurassic is a period of the Mesozoic era in which dinosaurs ex existed. None of the dinosaurs featured in this movie would have happened during the Jurassic no. period. Gregoni, Same with Jurassic it, Park. That's neither here nor there. Gregoni, it's Doesn't a catch-all. It just means dinosaur. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And it frustrates me to no end. But yeah. that being said, half of the creatures we saw in this movie weren't even dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Well, Power Rangers taught it? me that all this stuff coexisted. <sighs> so we've got a saber-toothed tiger mask worn by the host. We yeah. eventually do have a saber-toothed tiger in the movie. Yeah, they save uh, that for which... a late reveal. 
was not was not voiced by Dennis Leary, so I don't want any part of it. But <laughs> I don't follow anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we also have a giant spider appears, but then does nothing. Um, I kept expecting it to come back. What a They're going to pay that off, right? Nope. No. Uh-uh. Not an action have, movie. <laughs> we have pterodons. Again, not technically dinosaurs, but large flying reptiles. Mm-hmm. We have... Uh, some kind of killer plant which isn't Whoa. a dinosaur or an animal or, or never existed yeah that's out of a cartoon yeah. uh <laughs> we also have a swarm of and i had to rewind this several times to actually figure yes. out what these things are oh yeah yeah is so bad oh that was the trilobites oh shit they're is that trilobites? what they were? was that yeah, what they're supposed what they to be were. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I just wrote oh, like god. weird bugs. Um because I, I could oh, it was visual nonsense to me. Uh, I went like, pre-Cambrian in this movie. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> Mike's prehistoric facts, all of the like large bugs like that did exist, but prior to dinosaurs right, right, evolved. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Hmm. Uh, also, I don't think trilobites could a move that fast because they were basically like lobsters. Right, right. And, b, they couldn't skeletonize somebody like fucking cartoon piranhas. Yeah, and they were <laughs> sea creatures. They weren't land yes, creatures. Yeah. Well, here they seem to love crawling around on rock faces and stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't know. They and and, pr- and lying in wait so they could skin somebody. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, skin. Yeah, just take everything off of them. Uh, that that scene made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they're explaining the rules of the game here and they mm-hmm. uh they they talk about uh that um there are four stages in this game. Uh first stage is you have to survive the woods full of dinosaurs. Uh mm-hmm. stage 2 is the raptor maze or highlights magazine but for keeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always wanted life or death stakes with those, uh, with those mazes. Yeah. Uh, stage three, the minefield, where I went, really, just a minefield? Okay, but then I guess when we saw it, it was slightly more exciting than that. Uh, and then st- stage four there were, is the mystery there were... round, which is oh, right. supremely lame when we get to it. <laughs> it might be the lamest part of it's of easily this the show. lamest part, yeah. and they make a big deal about like trust us, we're cooking up something good. And I went, I don't have any trust that this movie does have something to offer <laughs> uh, for the four acts. I love that it's four stages. You know how movies have four acts? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, famously yeah, four that's acts. Great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so they drop them on this beach. We get dro- so they're all in these VR pods or i don't know even pods they're just like strapped to a wall and they have a, a headset attached to their face yeah oh, it's the it. laziest like vr rigs i've ever seen in a film yeah they're literally just welding goggles that have been spray painted a uniform color and have <laughs> yeah. tubes leading out of them yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah. i and i guess those tubes lead to you can feel everything too because i did think it's odd why can they feel everything when they only have goggles on? That's crazy. Great question. Is it sending signals to their, into brain? their brain? Yeah. yeah. But then no matter well, how... Well, that's since they don't need the goggles. They just, just pull a matrix and yeah. plug straight into the head. Actually, that's a good point, Lisman. If, if they had done that, I actually would have accepted it more. I would have bought it, yeah. Because we, we have that read from the matrix. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, they. Uh, but no matter how you die in the game, you are killed by lethal injection because they make a point right. of that. They're going, it doesn't matter. They're still being executed the same way you would. It's just you 
as you're dying, think you're being eaten by a dinosaur? Because right away, I do appreciate that right away we have some chompa chompa here because a guy gets eaten right on this beach. Yes. A guy yes, just we gets... Have, uh, Sydney Flack playing Dr. Eli Franklin, a school bomber. Oh, Sydney... we get that. We do get that. I love that we get the Ooh. file footage of that school bombing, too. I love all of the file footage uh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it's the file very footage, funny. The file footage is great. What were you saying, though, Grigani? Yeah. I was going to say, if you look at Sydney Flack's IMDb, mm-hmm. the list of shitty to low grade films he's been in is pretty astonishing. Well, I think this is a thing. This is kind of a world where if you step into it, there's a lot of work in here. If you can, honestly, if you can show up on time and you're not a dick to anyone, I honestly think that's enough to get you in a million of these. Listen, we saw one of these other actors in a in a previous movie, I believe. Oh, really? Uh, let me let me make sure that I. Yes, uh, Perry Reeves, who's like the scientist woman slash. She's like the, the producer. Yeah, she's the producer but she's wearing like show. a white coat the whole time, so it seems like she's kind of a fish. I don't know. Anyway, uh, she was also the uh, the the one voice of reason in the pro genocide movie Cosmic Sin. She was the right. one scientist character who was like, maybe we shouldn't obliterate an entire alien race, and everybody was like, shut up. I remember her from like a bunch of episodes of Entourage. She was yeah. uh, Jeremy Piven's wife on Entourage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also, I think, Will Ferrell's wife in Old School. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah. She plays. She, yeah, she's been in. She's been in legitimate things, but she certainly has found her way into these movies. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, Can I just say I'm looking at Sydney Flack's IMDb page. Did you know they were still making Children of the Corn movies in I, 2018? I did. Yeah, that that that's a franchise that has just quietly been pumping out movies forever. There's so many more Children of the Corn movies than you could ever imagine. And really, only the first one is worth watching. Um, And even then, maybe... I like the first one, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's required viewing. Uh, It's it's definitely... (laughs) You got to go in with a certain mindset into those, let's say that. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, we get get the school bomber chompa chompa here. Uh, And then, yeah, at this point I'm going, I guess this guy's our hero? Tucker, played by well, Adam the, Hampton. Yeah, we the see opening him. of the movie is a montage of him being uh, sentenced to death because yeah. of the murder of his wife, and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. And again, everybody else in this whole situation has like killed dozens, oh, if not mass, more people. Mass murderers. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we're trying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is like the worst of the worst. But then. Once again, they needed some kind of running man type thing to explain where they're like, well, we purposely put this guy in because we thought he might be innocent. Right. I kept accept- expecting some twist where, oh, the company that puts on the Jurassic games, which we never get any information. No, about. It's, so, it's basically uh, four people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was expecting some twist where it's like, oh, we created the situation where he got put into the games because we needed a protagonist for the story we're trying to tell. Yeah. That's a thing throughout the movie is like, oh, trying to create this narrative out of the reality TV well, that, situation. Because we that, that, I mean, that's Running Man. The other movie this made me think of is, and it's a better movie. It's not a good movie, but it's better than this, which is Gamer with Gerard Butler. Mm, right. Also has mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Or Death Race. 
yeah. not Death Race mm-hmm. 2000, but the Jason Statham Death Race, of which there yeah. are a billion straight-to-video sequels. Listen, we could do so many Death Race sequels if we wanted to. Um, it would be irresponsible for us not to. I think. Yeah, I think I think we have to cover at least. I, we're obligated to cover at least one Death Wish. We got to find the dumbest one, and then yeah. that's the one. That we'll be doing. <laughs> and that, trust me, that's that's a race for last place there, Lisman. Because um, <laughs> uh, the the Statham one is like fine. Uh, sure. The other ones, though, I think you 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 you've quality falls off it. I will say, uh, Ryan Belgart, who's the writer director of this, also wrote and directed a movie before this called Gremlin. Lot not of the ori- one you're thinking of. No, a lot of original the- ideas from this. Not Gremlins. Just, did you love Gremlins but wish there was only one of them? Um, yeah. Uh, no, so anyway, uh, that has most of this cast is in it. Adam Hampton, also the star of that. The girl who plays Joy, the the uh, Harley Quinn-esque character here. Because uh, that's what he's going for, right? Isn't he kind of going for, Especially the scene with her in the prison. I'm assuming is yeah. very much well, like, like how a... Harley is introduced in the first Suicide Squad movie. I mean, not as good or interesting, but manic pixie dream girl murderer like sub theme in fiction these days that I yeah. think starts with Harley Harley Quinn and evolves into something like this. Absolutely, yeah. uh, and then uh, the uh, the character only known as Little Brother of the two brothers. He's also in that uh, in that. Well, movie. I love that they didn't bother giving those characters names. No, they're just the brothers. Uh, and, and and I love how long you think they're going to be important before they are both unceremoniously killed in the movie. Uh, because honestly, everyone is cannon fodder. The only characters that really matter are uh, Tucker and Joy. Uh, I did notice that the first three people killed in the movie... Uh... Well, l- <laughs> let me start this out by saying we got a very uh, diverse cast. Yeah. Uh, for this season and just to be clear there are three people of color mm-hmm. in this cast and they are the first three people who die the well, first one no, the, the, black old, guy, the old white dude gets chompa chompa oh first. you're right i forgot they do take him. out the old uh, man first but but john but then then count? immediately it's a it's a it's a quick succession of getting rid of the colored people did that guy count because technically that happened as well as the explanation of the games before they went live because he went into the he went in there explained <laughs> so everything and then in the, came back in and the, was like live in 10 minutes in the in-universe uh, show the first three people to die were the were the people of color yes exactly gotcha. yes i think that no there's no question that they quickly get rid of these people uh yeah uh because yeah well <laughs> also uh, I love that immediately the cannibal starts trying to eat people. Yeah, oh, instantly. There's no buildup. And also, once again, get into the VR. That can happen, it's... and he's going like, "I can taste you." Holy shit! <laughs> and then what, what people technology? are carrying these wounds around in the game, but they're not real wounds. Right. Yeah. I just thought that's does, crazy. does that imply that when somebody designed this VR? There was somebody in charge of designing what human flesh tastes like. Is that? Yes. Well, the, the, is that what yeah, I'm it has okay, to be because gotcha. the way the movie portrays it, it's the thing I kept. This is what I kept hitting on is my issue, less with the dinosaur stuff and more with the like. Well, but somebody had to make this. 
The, the, the movie kind of acts like VR is just happening, like they put in one code and it evolved on its own or something like that. Why Why? Why is it VR? Why can't it just be real dinosaurs on an island? Yeah, I would have, I mean, we would have accepted that, right? I mean, we, and also then that would have made the movie more scary. I mean, the, the, there's the part where the host makes the, the raptors, he tur- basically turns on the safety filters of the holodeck from, uh, yeah. from Star Trek. Uh, and so that they just run through people. I'm going like, well, therein lies the end of all stakes. Because I'm going like, at any point, if they can just add dinosaurs, they could just kill any of these people or not kill them at any point. Right. That's the thing, right? And that's like part of what the movie is wants to say, but doesn't do it in any succinct way, is what they're doing is just torturing these people on live television. Yeah. And yes. there is no like oh, who's going to win, who's going to lose, everyone's got a fair shot at this, because, yeah, you can literally just, at the end of the movie, they're like, spawn me three Rexes, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, and, and look, we're not going to go down the road of trying to fix this movie, but I will just add one point <clears throat> that could have helped everything we're talking about. Don't the make people, it VR. You can still make it VR, even. Make okay. it that the people don't know they're in a game, which I guess is kind of the gamer thing, right? Uh, yeah. I think that was the case in that movie. I don't remember actually. Um, but but still, the idea that that then you do the thing where it's like they are legitimately trying to survive, but we as the audience come to realize that they're all this whole thing's being manipulated and it's all set up. Then you can actually get into some of the stuff they want to talk about. Are you saying there should be a mystery that can be unraveled? Throughout I'm saying the that's a thought, Lisman. I don't know. That might yeah. be. Let's Ooh. try it and see if that would be exciting. Uh, Jesus oh, this movie tries so hard to have a third act twist with the <laughs> like interviewer lady who then suddenly goes rogue. Oh, that uh, that and and also that totally feels like that was uh, we are watching that happen as the writer decided that happened. <laughs> like there are no clues to that earlier exactly. In fact, she has a very different character early on where she's like, "I'm a reporter. I can't believe they're having me do this." You know. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I understand your character. You think this is beneath you. Oh, wait, you're the leader of some kind of resistance that we've only had lip service to. I love the way that they keep going like, boy, these people say they're going to cause trouble. Sure, they always say that. You're like, who are they? What? I mean, once you talk about, I often shame movies for diving too hard into world building. Well, here's a movie with no attempt at world building at all. No. There, there's a line in the movie that's like, oh, we can't kill him too early. We don't want another uprising. Another uprising? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> another one? What was the first one? Tell me more. You, the movie uses so much file footage. You couldn't give me a little background on said uprising? <laughs> uprising yeah. against whom? By yeah. whom? Well, that's another against thing, too. The company, the Jurassic Games? Yeah, and, and like, I against? mean, I want to know about how the government structure of any of this works. Obviously, this has to be government-sanctioned in some capacity. Yes. They yes. say it is. Yeah, but I'm yes. like, does that mean that whatever this future is, we have the same government set up? There's a president and a Senate and Congress and stuff like this? Is there any of this? Unclear. Who cares? The movie doesn't... Like I said, you can... I, I think it's fine in science fiction to leave vagaries but like i need enough to feel like i'm watching rea a reality of some sort <laughs> i also God. like that all of the footage of ac the actual real world just looks like modern day yes so it's everything's exactly the same except for this hyper advanced <laughs> vr system yes. and yes. like uh yeah yeah i thought uh, that too it's, i'm it's going like strange. so this is just this is like a year from now when this just gets invented and changes the world <laughs> fundamentally 
Uh, and yeah, these little floating uh, drone cameras that film everything. That's right, also, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Oh, that's just a matter of time. Yeah, that, I mean, we already, I guess, can put cameras on drones. Kind so it's only a matter of time it, yeah. to make the drones cameras themselves. Uh, See, here, one real quick yeah. uh, thing. So they have this hyper-advanced VR system. They've got, like, a little drone camera. They've got, like, clearly a lot of money goes into this show, right? Mm-hmm. Why is the host not properly lit? <laughs> if it's a TV show, why is he backlit in every shot? Yeah. Well, that's just a problem with the movie. <laughs> why doesn't he have another set other than the place where all the people are rigged up? Great in the question. VR? I know. Because well, he needs to caress sh- them creepily. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, that's unnecessary. I love when he's like yelling at their unconscious bodies. That's some of my favorite stuff in the movie. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You stupid yeah. bastard. It's like you're just yelling at an unconscious man. They can't hear you. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, when the movie all of us all of a sudden decides to make him some kind of sexual predator with one of the contestants that comes out of nowhere, there's no lead up to that. Um, there's also no payoff. Nope. It, yeah. So. No. That that she's a character you think is going to be important, but then no. Uh, I no, it pays like... off. He gets shot. That's how everything pays off in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's in the movie for a while, and then they get killed. Uh, that's the movie. Yeah, that's the film. That's that's what we're working mm-hmm. with here. I, wh- why yeah. are the contestants? Is part of the game you should kill each other? Because they all seem like so many of them want to kill each other. Because we have this one guy. Uh, 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 I mean, unfortunately, a black guy with no backstory uh, no, who just starts no choking Joy him. like immediately. Yeah. So when he's introducing the when the host and again this character has no other name other than the host, the host in yeah fact, other other characters will say oh no the host is coming back yeah um, later which in the is film. so weird but, because a show would name its host like it's not like right yeah you need ryan seacrest right? i also don't like, understand the saber tiger mask because like he doesn't weird looked, he doesn't it, it hide his out. identity only when he goes in the game he does but he's on tv so they all know him as well so that it's just yeah he should have worn but, it every time he was on screen, is what I'm saying, if you wanted to do that. But yes, anyway, yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Gary. <laughs> when he's explaining the rules of the game, he says, while it's not uh it's not against the rules to kill each other, yeah. please don't so the dinosaurs can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I, what does it matter? <laughs> because this isn't Jurassic Games, John. This isn't Gladiator. That's what people want. Oh, I love when they're talking about gladiators late, late in the movie, too. Yeah. As a defense of this, going like, well, the Romans had gladiators. I'm going, that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> How is that comparable to modern slash future law? You know? yeah. The Romans also had lead in their pipes, which is widely believed to have caused a lot of brain damage across that civilization. Yeah, I'm not sure we should be looking at the Romans as uh, role models. Uh, <laughs> yeah, aqueducts are pretty great. No, I mean I they know. had some good points, but uh, <laughs> they hit a Rose, few. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that the gladiatorial combat is something we need to bring back, though. But she says sure. it like, "Well, there were gladiators, so this is fine." Morally, also ignoring, ignoring the historical facts that the gladiatorial games were mostly so that people would ignore all the fuck ups of the empire. Of course, yeah. it's the bread and circuses concept, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, for the love of God, yeah, I saw the Ridley Scott movie. That didn't look like a good time. Uh, <laughs> also, the idea that like all the people who were gladiators were clearly guilty criminals. Eh, well, no. Uh, 
yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, this guy's choking Joy, and our hero Ooh. Tucker. You know he's a hero because he comes in and shoulder checks this guy, and then hits yeah. him in the face with a rock. But yeah. then Joy well, jo- bashes his yeah. brains in, and she drops boy real weak one-liners if we can even call them in this thing. Uh, she oh. just says, "You're kind of a pussy, aren't you?" Nice. The character of Joy is so. I want like a, in a smarter movie, she she would be called a nihilist, right? Yes, we believe in nothing. <laughs> Fucking nihilists! <laughs> but these men are cowards, in, in... Donnie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting a better film, John. Stop I'm quoting it. a yeah. fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but in this movie, she is just like. What if a writer learned about the juxtaposition of action and like appearance for the first time? They would come up with a character like this of yeah. like, oh, young girl, but also scary killer. Yeah, that's I, never been done. <laughs> I for for a brief second, I don't know why I had this thought because look at this movie. Yeah, but for a brief second, I thought they were going to bring up something interesting about how Tucker's like he can't kill her because she is the same age as his daughter. And when he looks at this girl, he sees his daughter. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be something. So, like, You're pitching something. <laughs> but, but like, cause at first he's, he's like that, but then it takes nothing for him to be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You know? Um, so. Again, well, yeah. such a non-character that is, he's only doing what the script is putting in his mouth at an age. Right. Exactly. Uh, Lisman, yeah. I see Katie Burgess is who plays joy. And, uh, I see she's got some sort of attempt at a straight-to-video franchise starter where she plays a character named Agent Jade Black in a movie also called that that I think we may have to do down the line. Okay, yeah. Agent Jade Black. If you look at the cast list, it's a lot of It's a lot of the same people. Yeah, a lot of this cast comes back. Man, they just can't stay away from each other. (laughs) I think we've stumbled into... Like uh, a, a small section of the action within the the world of the action show, if we've discovered another mini pocket of it here. There's yeah, the Renee Perez yes. people. Now there are these people mm. because she's also in Gremlin, as I said, which comes, which we have to watch Gremlin at some point too. I guess so. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, she says, "I'll help you, but it, but when it comes down to just the two of us, then I'm gonna kill you." And he says nothing because he's not really a character. He's like, all right. Yeah, he I mean, just accepts he it barely talks in this movie and not in a cool, like, Steve McQueen stoic badass way. More in a just like, who is this guy? Yeah, people he aren't, is... like, asking him questions and then he's just not answering. It's He's just never no, talking like, he's or not, giving He's not meant to be like a Kurt Russell in a John Carpenter movie where you're like, oh, he's mysterious and dangerous. That would have been cool. Yeah. He, yes. He's a non-player character who is just a character model in the background until he is like coded to have a line of dialogue at some point. Well, he yes. he only he gets all of his dialogue down the stretch when it's like literally only him and two other people left, and he has to talk. <laughs> yeah, that I I checked. That was forty-seven minutes into the film. <laughs> so up until that point, he had five lines. Yeah. 
it five was, lines in the first 47 minutes of this movie. But the, well, that's insane. But the crazy thing is everybody's talking about him and his backstory. Yes. Once again, you yeah. could have made it a mystery, but this movie has no interest in mysteries. Uh, no. it, it has, yeah, it has one twist that's pretty lame. Uh, yeah, for the first 10 minutes, I thought like, oh, maybe they're setting up like, what did he do to deserve being in here despite being, because that, that's also another thing in like prison movies of just like the the good man stuck on the inside, right? Yeah, right, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's, I mean, no matter what, we're dealing in cliches and tropes, but this movie's even lazy about the cliches and tropes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't even want to fully commit to these. Uh, whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie really does like who cares? Dinosaurs. But yeah. also yeah, so, supreme yes. lack of dinosaurs early on, I thought. Well, we've got the one T-Rex. And then after that, it's giant insects and killer plants. And well, we get the raptors. We get the big raptor scene. But well, even in the still, maze. Yeah. yeah, it takes yeah. like a half hour we see the T-Rex early. Then there's like a half hour with no dinosaurs. Then raptors. Yeah, then not many dinosaurs from there on until the end. Well, it's yeah. just like James Cameron in Aliens. You know, <laughs> this director had confidence to hold off on the dinosaurs. I've got I've got uh, real character work here, you know. I've got yeah, real tension-building exactly. moments. Exactly, um, yeah. We talked about the interview with the contestants' kids. We're like, he's innocent. Let him go. Uh, we did talk about that. Uh, the people protest. All oh, these damn protesters. They're what, like Those six? Four of them? people. Yeah. There's there's a few people signs going, stop the games, stop the games. We're like, boy, this could they really just, be a problem. They describe it as a riot at one point. And, and it's certainly any. not that. There is a, there is a close up shot that I love to imply <laughs> a riot where they like really push in on two people with signs, like pushing those signs towards the camera, just to be like, <laughs> oh, they're trying to make a point with uh, violence. Let me emphasize this sign. <laughs> uh, can we talk? Okay, now we got to talk about this character who suddenly makes himself known because he saves Tucker, who's been an attempted hanging by joy who says she's gonna oh my god this made me so angry like there's no way a 250 pound man is lifted off of his feet by a 125 pound i mean and it's also gender equality and all of that but there's also weight discrepancies it's just physics yeah we're talking about we're talking about these two specific individuals not of course men and women Individual. Also, there's just the whole like mechanism of getting the rope around him, getting it up over a rock way above you, yanking. Like it's just like, man, this really worked out. Although, yeah. once again, physics inside the VR world is fascinating too. When you talk Who about can what can she do, I'm not sure about. Do they have the equal strength of their outside? I don't fucking know. <laughs> also, where the fuck did she find that rope? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's also, a great we left this rope in the Jurassic era, kind of. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. Because they make such a big point in phase two of like, here's a tool that you can use to accomplish your goals. It's a shotgun. And it's a laser earlier, shotgun. she just found a rope. Yeah, it's a laser <laughs> shotgun. But anyway, this guy shows up and saves him and says, we need to work together. And this is Tiger Shoe as Ren. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a contract killer who has killed an American senator. Except maybe he didn't, because when we get his file footage, he appears to be some kind of political prisoner, and he's yelling at people to rise up. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's the whole storyline with this character of like he is the one who's trying to fight the system by going inside of it, but it amounts to nothing. Yeah, other it, than a raptor spin kick. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> this guy. Uh, this this guy is the only cool part of the movie because he's trained in Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and mixed martial arts. Uh, yeah, and he dies pretty quick. It's yeah, like halfway through the film, and it's like, oh well. I will I say he was the coolest was character, in, though. He was in one of my favorite uh, direct-to-video kind of sci-fi channel original movies, and that is Mongolian Deathworm. Oh God, of course. <laughs> Oh, he's in that. Oh boy, yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> oh, Mongolian deathworm. That's when you're just like, oh, what else have we got? I don't know, like Mongolian deathworm. Godzilla party. Okay, <laughs> it's a Godzilla party. Uh, yeah. So he shows up and he goes, "You and I need to team up and bring down the system." Uh, and then yeah, I I, well, I didn't know they were brothers yet, so I just called them pair of southern psychos. Mm. I mean, this is the other thing, too. We're cutting to so many people. Suddenly, these guys are threatening this guy with long hair who's like, I am the wasp. You're like, okay. Like, I'm I'm just going like, guys, I can't remember all of your backstories. Movie, don't, I'm, there's no way. Because the wasp is like a cartel leader. And again, he's in that scene where like his leg is cut and then we cut to a giant spider moving creepily along like a clifftop. But then like, oh, the spider's attracted to blood. But then these two brothers show up and then the spider is forgotten about, apparently. Yeah, Mm -hmm. then the spider's like, Mm -hmm. eh, not worth it. Uh. (laughs) Did you guys get the impression that the taller brother was drunk during the filming of this movie? (laughs) That's the performance Oh, probably. I got the impression that a lot of people were hopped up on whatever they could get their hands on while making this movie. Oh, I love this guy's name. The guy who plays Big Brother is Rhett Terrell. (laughs) There we go. Damn. Number one, I I don't think I've ever seen the the first name Rhett before. R-E-T-T. Rhett Terrell. And while they're having the conversation with the Wasp, we find out that Big Brother and Little Brother, that's their character names. Literally is what they're called, yeah. Their their mama is dying of cancer, and if they help out the wasp, then the wasp knows people, and the wasp will make sure their mama don't die of cancer because nobody dies of cancer these days because well, we're in the future. Well, another indication we're in the future. Do. Yeah, poor people do. Yeah, I guess there's a thing about uh, you know uh, uh, income disparity just tossed in there while we're at it. Yeah, you know, like yeah, why not? Sure. Just uh, sprinkle it in the, the gumbo. Then the host you know? tells us, hey, sorry, folks. Actually, their mom already died, so this is all bullshit. It doesn't matter. They don't know it, but she's fucking dead. <laughs> Why would you tell your audience that? Do you I, uh, want the stakes to be higher for the audience? But this is the scene where the raptors come, and he moves the slider down so that they can't kill them, and they run through them. And the producer of the show is mad, and he hits her with this one-liner. It's called foreplay. You should try it sometime. Oh, gross! Way to man, <laughs> way to mansplain foreplay. Yeah, I also love that the host of the show is just able to access controls to all this stuff. Like he's not just a hired fucking actor to, you know. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. There's a slider to control the tangibility Raptor. of the dinosaurs. It's just a big uh, slider on a console. It's that, the that, Raptor intangibility slider. Who doesn't have there's one of those? No other, we see no other sliders at any point, but here it is. It's just gigantic, and he's just like, whoop, 
and uh, <laughs> now the raptors can't kill anyone and they run right through them and then whoop, they go back up yeah that's it yeah, man they uh, turned on no clipping and the raptors <laughs> yeah. just disappeared into the geometry it's basically that easy yeah uh <laughs> uh yeah that's insane uh, but then somebody wanders into a part that makes the movie go to the next scene. Yes. That's basically what happens. We go to stage two. <laughs> oh, here it is. Joy walks into stage two, and then everybody else just shows up in there, too. Like, yeah. we, we follow yeah, Joy in, and then almost immediately, oh, everybody else is here, too. She, she found that slug line in the script that said, cut to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it does have that. Because so, so they the, when they get to oh. the safe zone, their collars turn a certain color, and then just a door appears. But the safe oh, zone... Oh, those collars. Can we talk about how they appear and disappear at random in scenes? Yeah, they definitely yeah. do. Yeah. They're, they're it's very It's almost like dumb. they didn't need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but also this whole idea of you got to get to the safe zone, but truly the safe zone just is, like, over there. There's no, like, indication of it visually. Their thing beeps and turns green and then they walk through a door into the next stage i got the I impression the that the show place. is just obligatorily saying okay this round is done go yeah. to the safe that's zone. what it seems more like than are. the idea of yeah. going somewhere it's so weird uh, yeah and that's another thing i thought too is like is there a certain amount of people that have to die in each stage? Because ultimately it has to get down. So do you just play until everyone dies what happens if you get to stage four and there's like eight people like everybody work Sun, together yeah. and yeah that the, what the one you all they all get chained up in the desert i yeah, guess I well know. or what if you run into a situation where what if everyone decides to work together and then suddenly everyone's alive by the end are you just going to murder everybody yeah exactly. that would have been a That's... more interesting film yeah if they like somebody like convinced like one charismatic member convinced everybody to work together and then try and kill their way out like or, some kind of protagonist. What if everybody yeah. dies in stage two? Then nobody <laughs> then, wins. I don't know what like th this doesn't. That's what the tangibility sliders. For, I guess John. that's it. Yeah, you can control <laughs> or like when people are about to fight and they just knock them out, which happens here at yeah. the beginning of stage two. Yeah, which they can do. Great at any point apparently. Also, why yeah. do they have to knock them out? It's a virtual reality world. Couldn't they just suddenly like reset them at different places or? Put them or you stop bringing like... logic into this film, John. I, the just, VR like, stuff is the stuff that pisses me off the most in this. As I said, if it's all <laughs> fake, then I don't understand most of the situations that are happening. Yeah, it doesn't feel enough so, like a game. Uh, so, hmm. were you guys when when Phase Two started? Yeah, did you think? that this was the entirety of what the maze was going to oh, be. Yes, I, really I wanted it to be because it was so dumb. My... So yeah, everyone is chained to a touch screen on the wall, <laughs> yeah. and they're running their fingers through, a, like I said, Highlights Magazine yeah. maze. Uh, like thought, a like, giant oh. iPad tablet, right, where it's all touch control. Oh, I thought there screen. was going to be a real maze. Yeah. I, oh, no. I didn't think that they couldn't afford blank hallways. <laughs> no, it, I, I, my note just said, this is the maze, lame! Uh <laughs> Is what it's a, but the whole thing is who it, you have to get through the maze to unlock the chains that are around you, and whoever does it first gets access to the aforementioned laser shotgun, mm -hmm. um, which sounds and cool. Then they go is. through a real maze. Then you is go it through the a real same maze. maze. That's unclear. Unclear. Yeah, okay. we don't see. We don't really get a sense of it. It is just blank hallways, as Gurgani says. We don't really get a sense of it being a maze. We never get that overhead shot where we see them in a maze. They can't afford that shit. Uh, no. The and inside said real maze are 
Raptors. Raptors. I'm not going to call them Velociraptors, even though that's what they're called in this movie, because they're not Velociraptors. I know. As I've said many, many times, Velociraptors are not that big. Yeah. yeah. And not that cool then, Gurgani. So we have to jazz them up. This is the movies, then- baby. Fucking call them a different species of raptor that are that big. No, Velociraptors, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Bring it up with Crichton, man. No, Crichton is not the issue here. Spielberg is the issue here. Spielberg is never the issue, man. Uh, <laughs> he made a perfect movie. Uh, so, yeah, so they... they uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, uh, what did I say his name was? Like, who care? I, I don't want to call him the Asian guy. Uh, Ren. Um, Ren. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing though. The movie treats him like the Asian. No, guy, it's right? unfortunate. Because... I don't. I didn't even. I called him the Asian guy in my notes because I don't even remember them saying his name in the movie. I think they do in like the file footage, but well, yeah, this, that's the only time. Even this gross line from the host, and it's meant to make the host seem like a, a yeah. S- horrible person but it's still like it's in the movie so it feels gross because that's how the movie treats this character is he says oh this will play well with our international audience if this guy makes it to the next round yeah that that line would work if the character was treated more respectfully by the movie and we're supposed to be like fuck you i like that guy instead it's like i mean i like this guy because what he's about to do which is his screen gets broken of course during the struggle over because the cannibal guy gets the shotgun Right, mm-hmm. and then this is where I was thinking: What if he just shot everybody right now? Um, they obviously wouldn't have let that happen. I think is what would be the case. Right. Obviously, uh, tangibility well, slider. Yeah, just yeah. move that. All of a sudden, the laser shotgun is firing, but it's not doing anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Or it suddenly runs out of ammo. I love when it runs out of ammo. By the way, later to the laser <laughs> shotgun. Um, but uh, uh, but of course, immediately Tucker gets it away from him. And there's some line about like, oh, perfect. The only guy who won't do anything with it. I'm going, except for shooting the raptors, which he is going to do, which is a good thing. And free everybody. He shoots everybody's chains so they don't have to finish the maze. Right, yeah, which I don't actually understand. I mean, I I understand he's supposed to be heroic, but I don't understand why letting these people live (laughs) is the heroic move. They're all awful for the most part. I mean, yeah, what is more important, like, seeing your kids again or yeah. or ensuring because he's not actively trying to get everybody to work together again that's right. that would be a protagonist thing to do of like we we can fight this we can yeah. get out of here yeah i that, promise you that's yeah. actually what the character of ren does but he's gonna die in this scene uh yes. so i it, he convinces nobody and then dies yeah um, so <laughs> he's most uh, what tucker is mostly doing is trying to project joy and is her name laura uh the yes like black widow serial killer oh stephanie. Or no 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 Lo- stephanie stephanie, stephanie. Yeah. laura's the uh the re- the person who yes. works yes the, laura's the, right, right, right. the reporter who ends up being the resistance leader She's a member of the cavemen, I believe is the That's name. That's what they call it, which is what, there's the idea that they're rejecting technology, but that doesn't seem to exclusively be their issue, so I don't follow. No, why. it's because the cavemen never existed at the same time as dinosaurs, John. That's why. Mm. Do you wish that, like, because there's a moment where the various uh, infiltrators of the cavemen are, like, looking at each other about to enact. Do you wish they just, like, turned to one another and said, Yabba dabba do. Uh yeah, right yeah, right up to yabba Warner Dabba don't until right up right until Warner Brothers sues them for that. All uh, right. <laughs> uh we own the Flintstones, man. Uh 
Uh, no, this movie would have a lot of trouble if anybody was that litigious. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the Ren does this awesome fight where he's got this, and this goes on for a while. And he's, it's I mean, very long, man. But nothing comes of it. He doesn't take out any of these rafters or escape because. No, well, uh, what is it? Tucker and all the other people who are still alive escape this room. Yeah. Ren gets separated from them and is left behind. I don't Honestly, I looked away from my TV for half a second and I had no idea why no, he ended up by himself. No, that's about it. I didn't fall. I was watching the whole time and I didn't follow exactly why the he plot was dictates that it. Happens. Yeah, it just is necessary. So, so he's, does. he's but he doesn't like use the chain and knock her after away and then escape. He's just kind nope. of fighting for as long as he can till eventually they kill him. I, it really does feel like he is determined to win one-on-one -on -one fights with these raptors, <laughs> and then the raptors just decide not to play by the rules once they figure out they can. Yeah, well, they come at you sideways, right? That's what Jurassic Park got me. Clever that girl. was actually yeah. the most frustrating part of that whole sequence was as much as I love seeing a man spin kick a raptor in oh, the face and cool doing a hell. flying Superman punch at another one. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> the fact that the raptors literally don't attack him until after he does all of that stuff. Right, they kind of let so themselves like... get beat up for a while, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's all dinosaurs do in this movie. Like, the T-Rexes the also at the end, well, I guess they do go out of their way to explain it a little bit, but, like, a lot of circling happens around people and then hmm. for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, and then finally something will happen. Well, I did, so. we'll talk about the ending and my problems with the, not the T-Rexes from a dinosaur standpoint, but from a movie standpoint uh i i have a i have a lot of issues on that kind of front so anyway he died he was the coolest character that's the best scene in the movie uh yes. is him because i'm yes, like oh this is legitimately cool yeah uh, uh, for the, for those who want to know it happens at about the 37 minute mark yeah. 36 minute mark yeah. uh, if you want to just watch this film for that scene go, just watch, go that. watch the Jurassic it games really on amazon the at the 36 minute mark because mm -hmm. then we just get this chase with the raptors through the maze and Tucker's shooting through them. the laser tag arena. Yeah, <laughs> really added. I mean, when he, a, ex he actually has a laser gun. Fog in it. It's yeah. got there's fog. He's got a laser gun. Yeah. you know. There's... But as cool as a guy like spin kicking raptors, you would think a guy shooting raptors with a laser shotgun would be cool. It really isn't very exciting to it's watch not. at all. Also, no. were they respawning raptors? Because it seemed like there were three raptors. And then he shot all three raptors, but then like five more showed up. Yeah. There's no consistency about no. how many dinosaurs it, there are at it. There was a certain point, point when, I, a, when I went, well, why are they still running? Point. He got them all. Wait, no, there's a bunch more for some reason. It's like a video game from like the early 2000s. There's a spawn point somewhere in the maze yeah. that you can destroy and that'll keep the raptors. From Maybe that's now, the case. It's so weird. I'm about to say something that's going to sound way cooler than that. what this movie <laughs> delivers on, and that is... What if serious Sam, but with dinosaurs? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, that is that's way cooler. I love that. Uh, but uh, uh, so so they all escape out this vent because there's no actual way out of the maze. I guess. Which is or weird. maybe the vent is the way out of the it's maze. It's weird. Anyway, yeah. everybody crawls out of vent. Uh, but Tucker is, of course, the last because he's shooting with the shotgun. What he's mm -hmm. not prepared for is that the cannibal has just waited to the side of the opening of the vent, like Fucking the exit idiot. of it, so that he can attack him and take the gun from him. Because at this point we have Tucker, Joy, Stephanie, yeah. the Wasp, yeah. Big Brother, Little Brother, 
and Albert is the cannibal. And Albert the cannibal. the cannibal. Albert the cannibal, played by Luke Wyckoff, who's in all of these movies we've referenced, basically. Whose only acting note is make your eyes real big. That's, yeah, that's his cannibal take. He's doing he's doing bad work with a broad character. Like it's it's yeah. insane. Like this character is so easy. And yet you do realize that there is still craft in playing one of these unhinged psychos, of course. Because you're just going uh, like, I, like... I think famously Anthony Hopkins <laughs> said yeah. that uh, Hannibal Lecter, he didn't have to do any... Actually, he did say something about that, uh, but... Uh, I think he was talking yeah, more about the, the free nature of you kind of go anywhere. But there's so there's levels within that performance, you know? The, of you, course. You're not just a crazy, wild-eyed psycho the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because that's not scary. And this guy doesn't, but this guy he feels even kind of sleepy by psycho standards. He does, yeah. He's he's just going like this guy's not really a menace. I mean, you look to uh, one of my favorite favorite. What the hell kind of accent? One of my favorite. Yeah, it's right there. Five. Yeah, I play the drums and Truth. the Beatles. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, one of my favorite psycho performances is John Malkovich and Con Air. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's a fucking great serial killer psycho. And he's calm until he needs to, you know, they'd be great. It's scarier to be calm and then freak out. This guy is just like, yeah, yeah I want to eat somebody right now. Except for then he doesn't sometimes. Like when the plot requires him to settle down and not try to eat people, then he's fine. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, you even look at a, a wilder performance like uh, Ewan McGregor from Birds of Prey. Yes. Um, oh. As, right. uh, as Black Mask. He's so, so good. good in that movie, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, even still, there are those moments where he's always eccentric and strange, but then uh, that scene when he makes that woman take her dress off in the club is fucking mm -hmm. terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, I know you still haven't seen that one, but... Uh, I, I was just about to say, I don't remember this being in Jurassic Games. No, 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 <laughs> this, is in, this is in Birds of Prey. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and I highly recommend that movie. And Ewan McGregor is a really great good. bad guy in it. Um, so yeah, uh, but then of course the uh oh the for the bad news for the Albert the Albert the cannibal uh uh the the laser gun is out of ammo because once again they can make the game do whatever they want because it's a game. So all of a yeah, sudden yeah. the laser shotgun has no ammo. Uh, and the host shows back up and says, welcome to stage three. It's a minefield. Here's a triceratops we're going to blow up for no reason. Yeah. So just to prove that there's a minefield. Well, and mm -hmm. all, because Stephanie was technically the first one out of the maze, she's been given a map through the minefield. Oh, this map doesn't matter a goddamn lick. Yeah. It, nope. Like, the whole sequence of events here where he she she's given a map and he says, like, okay, at the end of this minefield... With this map, there is a, a crate of supplies that might help you going forward. None of that matters. No, and the crate of supplies, by the way, the only things that are in it are uh, more ammo for the laser shotgun and a knife. But neither oh. of those things come into play at all. Uh, yes, uh, the knife does because Albert the Cannibal will stab Tucker with it. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. And the laser shotgun and does she... get fired some more. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, the tri the Triceratops is the lamest cameo, right? Because I was like, oh, shit, a Triceratops. Okay, and then it just steps on a mine to prove there are mines. Yeah. This is also yeah, where we know. get the background on Stephanie, that she was a serial killer who put all of her murders on YouTube. 
Yeah, she killed like a bunch of men in their beds and filmed it and put it all on YouTube and people thought it was a hoax at first. This is a whole complicated serial killer backstory mm-hmm. that just gets jammed into this film. I yeah. didn't see any of that in her performance. Uh, uh there's nothing like, in her performance. She's so I mean she's not she's there there's not much well, not I mean there's not much in the script to give her. But right, exactly. she is. Ju- she doesn't seem like a cold-hearted serial killer. Also, what's the point of her being a serial killer when you already have the other serial killer woman? And you know, what I mean, like they don't seem that different. Uh, on right. paper, they're literally wearing the same top. Yeah, they're literally. One has dark hair and one has top. blonde hair. That seems to be the only difference between them. They're both sort yeah. of cold serial killer women. Well, one's a little bit more psychotic. I guess one's more sociopathic, but they don't do enough to differentiate the two women. Why not no. make her something other than a serial killer? I yeah. Well, know. and there's this whole like line about her that's like, oh, she's a seductress and she will lure people to their doom. Then and do something with that. that. No, actually, that would have separated her, right? That would have made her different if that was her thing, was she manipulates people in the game or something like that. That's what I thought they were going to do with, like, she was going to manipulate Tucker because she was kind of being nice to him. But that doesn't pay off at any point. Mm -mm. Well, this is also because she and Tucker are together, and this is where we get the awestruck Brachiosaurus scene. (laughs) Yeah. And Alan Grant takes off his sunglasses in that crazy (gasps) way. They do move in herds. They do move in herds. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was just like... But also, this scene lasts like 30 seconds, too. They're like, wow, look at those dinosaurs. Also, not real dinosaurs. Right. It kind of takes away the majesty from the scene. It really does. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I do like uh, this one-liner when... uh, when Stephanie asks, but why dinosaurs? Why would they choose dinosaurs? And Tucker just says, eh, they probably tested better than robots. <laughs> uh, this is also, so after they've broken out of the maze, and uh, I believe after they've been provided with the like coordinates to where they need to go next, yeah. uh, this is when the wasp gets eaten by that killer plant monster. I love, they just come upon him and his head is in this plant's mouth or whatever, and it's just going, nom, nom, nom. It's basically uh, Audrey 2 from uh, Little Shop of Horrors, right? Nom, nom, nom. Feed me, Seymour! Big Brother and Little Brother are trying to save him because, like, again, he's going to somehow help their mom who has cancer. Yeah. But his head gets melted by this plant. So Yeah, I guess it's the dead. idea that but there's some kind of... his dying breath, he says, I was never going to help you, blah. I hope your mother <laughs> follows me to hell. While we know on the outside that their mother is dead, information they never learn before they die. Yeah. So what yeah. is the point of any of this? <laughs> Great but question. yeah, he's all Great fucked question. up from like the venom of the plant, or yeah, acid or something. Who cares? He's dead. Uh, and then based on this, Big Brother's like, uh, "I don't want to live no more. Forget it. I quit your dumb game." And that's when the fucking circle from uh, PUBG starts closing in, which is apparently <laughs> a thing in this now. Yeah, I mean, that comes out of nowhere. That hasn't been established. Uh, yeah. and uh, and he basically just gives up, and his head explodes, and the head exploding looks terrible. One of the worst CGI effects in the movie is his head exploding. 
you know the only reason the collars are there well they're there sometimes but they're there (laughs) so we can like track the motion and have a somewhat competent head explosion cgi but it doesn't it doesn't it there's not the satisfying like well because the bomb but also the it's weird that the head that their head like disintegrates not the bomb collar that would have basically decapitated them right because they don't have the implanted bomb like in suicide squad where their head literally explodes it would it would explode their neck but their head John is all virtual it doesn't matter I, well that's exactly. it exact that's exactly the problem uh <laughs> but still it's so anticlimactic what happens his head just kind of goes and turns into like yeah. mist it's lame yeah. and we get another one later and they're both just lame this whole movie sets up cool things and it's like uh oh, well okay yeah yeah, because immediately after that, they're now running through the quote-unquote minefield, and that's when they activate the pterodons. <laughs> here they come, and by well, by here they come. I mean, they kind of appear on a cliff face and like turn around and go, "All right, should we go kill those people?" Yeah, all right, yeah, okay, let's okay. do that. The pterodons are easily the worst-looking CGI monsters in this movie. They're pretty. Lent- Actually, that's not true. They're they're the second worst. The trilobites. The trilobites. The but the the, yeah. the yeah. this is a this is a case where like the movement of them is so awkward and jerky. They don't feel threatening. You think about the scene where all the flying dinosaurs uh, attack in. Uh, I mean, look, Jurassic World obviously has, you know, what a hundred times the budget of this movie, probably. Um, yeah. But still, like you think about that scene, the terror, the ferocity, the the speed and intensity of that sequence in Jurassic World. Uh, I'll even give it to a movie that like is way before this film, and that's Reign of Fire. When you talk yeah. about scary flying lizards, dude, we're big Reign of Fire fans on this show. Um, Absolutely, yeah. that movie is that movie is a grade A studio action shelf movie, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> that movie is bonkers, man, and I love it. Yeah. Uh yeah. And so they atta- one of uh, the, the one of them picks up Little Brother, who's Which still again, up. weight ratios, let's just ignore, yeah, I guess. Whatever. Let's yeah. Picks worried. him up and just yeah. drops him on one of the landmines. I did kind of enjoy that death, even though the CGI that was, was not great. But in concept, yeah. that was a fun death. Um yes, not as good like- as the guy getting ripped in half in Kong Skull Island by the flying dinosaurs, but uh that ruled. Um, what what I, what I love about the pterodon dropping him on the mine is the way he drops his legs are out like he was just sitting on a green screen and they just physically move his body yep. th- downward yeah. until yeah. it lands on the That's mine. That's clearly what they fast, did. But if you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Yeah, but I just love the simplicity of like pick him up drop him but that's one where you guys program that dinosaur to do that so you just decided to kill that guy right now no john they're programmed to act like they would in the wild well because you know they would do in real life pterodons would on landmines yeah pick something up and then very precisely drop them on an explosive device yes there's clear paleontological proof of pterodons (laughs) cooperating and having a symbiotic relationship with claymores yeah yeah (laughs) Living claymores. Well, we found another fossilized mine, everyone. <laughs> the raptors would lay the mines and the. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's a symbiotic relationship. Nature is beautiful that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you've got T Rexes making shotgun ammo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie does get there. Oh, my uh, God. The yeah. ending of this movie. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. Christ. Uh, so uh, I, the the host shows up because because Joy says 
I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, host of this program. And yeah. he's just kind of like, sure you are. Because <laughs> he's just... Okay, sweetie. I mean, you talk about a one-note performance. Like I said, I think it's the best performance in the movie, but he's nothing but a condescending dick for all 84 minutes of this movie. Even uh, up to his death. Yes. <laughs> Even is condescending to the dinosaur that eats him. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Which is... So now we have our final four. Yeah, the uh, final four. Yeah. Yeah. Is Tucker, Joy, Stephanie, and Cannibal Albert. Yeah, can't, I can't believe Cannibal Albert makes it this far. Uh, he oh, picked... and Cannibal Albert has like the least consequential death, considering how important he is to the rest of the plot. In terms I thought of, like, I thought it was going to be the final battle. I thought the final battle would be him and Tucker, really, because they were making right. him out to be like the bad guy in the. Because the villain of the movie is the host, right? I think objectively. I... No, yes. John, the villain of the movie is society and how it got us to this point. I'm just saying, for the yeah. shelfies, I put him down as the villain of this movie. <laughs> sure. Uh, which I think is fine. Yeah, but no, the, the true villain is society. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, the idea Indeed. that this movie thinks it has anything to say is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I do like that this is where we finally get Tucker telling the backstory of his wife's murder. To, to joy, joy who has wandered off and they've left stephanie the person with the map of the minefield alone with albert the cannibal and then they, she says that's fine yeah and then they come back because he tells the story of his wife's murder. whatever he didn't do it it doesn't matter like that's what that's but, all he's but, but, but here's the wild part yeah. of this in retrospect is that is... joy did do it yeah yeah like so she knows this story yeah and is reacting like she doesn't. Yeah. She's that good. Because <laughs> they not, didn't decide that from the start. Actually, yeah. Albert yeah, the Cannibal killing his wife would have been a better, would have been, well, would have made equal amounts of sense, maybe even a little bit more. Again, I think the, the better twist there is the company killed his wife yes. and set him up yes. to be in the game, right? Going back better. to the running yes. man thing where you yes. frame the guy to get him in the game. Uh, so, uh, let's see. So, yeah. So they come back and what's this? Cannibal Albert is trying to eat Stephanie, of course. Oh, He's... we leave you alone for five minutes and suddenly you start eating Stephanie. <laughs> He's God biting her it. neck. Albert. I thought she was dead from this. Um, no. No, he takes a chunk did out you of like, her neck. Did you like this move, uh, Tucker, seeing, uh, Albert biting into Stephanie? He has a laser shotgun with ammo. Yeah. Throws it to the ground for some reason, <laughs> and then starts attacking Albert, who then eventually, of course, gets the gun. Yeah, and I'm just thinking they all deserve to die at this point. Like <laughs> the, the decisions they are making, they deserve to die. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Joy has wandered off and is briefly chased by a saber-toothed tiger. Very briefly, then she then traps in a pit. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, this is my favorite piece of CGI in the movie, which is she <laughs> the the she ducks under the thing. So the saber tooth tiger falls into this. Yeah, goes down like slides down a rock face into a pit. And there's a mm -hmm. shot of saber tooth tiger being like, damn, I wanted to eat that girl. <laughs> it's just like, ugh, God. Ugh, damn. Uh, so close. There's a shot of a disappointed saber tooth tiger in this movie. And it's my favorite thing. It's the best. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Again, the saber-toothed tiger is not voiced by Dennis Leary, so I can't accept the premise of anything happening if here. If it is not Diego, the saber-toothed, yeah. I believe is his name. I think it's Diego. Yes, uh, I, I, right. that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
If he's not making snarky comments with a Boston accent, what am I even doing in this thing? What are we even Why doing even here? put a saber-toothed tiger in the movie, then, is what we're saying. And Why yes, I realize even? there are dinosaurs in the later Ice Age movies, but that's neither here nor there. Isn't there one the called, like, is... Rise of the Dinosaurs or something like that? Or... You discover a whole lost world scenario yeah. beneath the ice. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yes, I have watched every Ice Age movie. Yeah. It seems like that would have been a pretty justifiable homicide if he had just blown the guy's head off at this point, right? He's trying to eat two people on screen, so... <laughs> you get one, right? You get one. <laughs> Everybody gets one, yeah. you know. We let it slide that. once. We give you a second chance. You don't get three. Uh... As they say, first taste is free. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, this turns into this exceedingly long fight and chase through the rocks. Ugh, this God. really... This is where this the movie drags. idiot. Yeah, can't hold on to a fucking laser shotgun. Yeah, because because the cannibal gets it, and then he gets it knocked away, and then eventually it falls down a ravine, and the cannibal guy goes. I love the can uh, can uh, uh, Albert the cannibal goes down the rock face into the ravine after the gun, and Tucker's just like, yeah, forget it. And of course, (laughs) luckily, at this point, Tucker has been stabbed. Yes, during the fight. Yes, yes, that's right. Because we mentioned the knife earlier. Albert did stab. Uh, uh, Tucker. But luckily, once again, I, I feel like the game just decided that Albert needed to die right now because away from all the other characters, they don't even see him die, anyone. Nope. This happens completely on his own. He just they gets killed by died. these yeah. apparently trilobites. Uh, good lord. Uh, They're taking little trilobites out of them, you know? <laughs> Well, and here's the thing. If we'd had some kind of like, okay, if this whole thing is some kind of elaborate death trap, then the whole point of a death trap is that there should be some indication that what you're walking into is dangerous or can't be trusted, right? Right. Not mm-hmm. just rock falls, you die. This is D&D logic at its best. It's sure. just like you right. need some indication that what you're about to walk into is dangerous. And that way, when you make the choice, it's more dramatically fulfilling right. when you yes. overcome said obstacle. And this point, he's just walking down this canyon and suddenly bad CGI trial bites come swarming down out of the sides. He is eaten and skeletalized. Crowd laughs. Everyone applauses. And that some... literally happens. There's yeah. shots of the crowd laughing at his <laughs> That cannibal got stripped. Because, yeah, they take everything but his bones, man. It leaves just a skeleton. They swarm all over him, and they devour flesh and muscle and organs so fast. And he's done. And then we get this bizarre scene of this woman having a breakdown of, like, because we have this witness box. Yes, that we haven't really commented on in the, like, studio. That I I, I guess is mimic to the execution theater, right? Like... Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we have this woman having this breakdown of just like, this man killed somebody I loved, yeah. and now I finally have Her closure because he got eaten by trilobites. Yeah. That, <laughs> although, although, although he didn't, as we established, he still just did get a lethal injection, but I witnessed a computer animation of trilobites eating him. Because <laughs> that's the other thing, too. We're watching perfect renderings inside the vr world of the people essentially yes that that's what the audience in the world is watching right yeah (laughs) it uh, unclear yeah (laughs) it's really and like why are they wearing the clothes that they're wearing they're not in their convict outfits really love it is 
if what everyone was always watching was some kind of like shitty lawnmower man esque rendering yes, of what yes, was going on. That that's like, what I'm looking for. The T Rex was the T Rex from the first Tomb Raider. Nom 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 nom. Yeah, it's all like PlayStation One level graphics. Yeah. Does everything look like the show reboot? <laughs> there everything is just Dino Crisis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's it exactly. Or uh, Turok. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's very Turok esque. Um, man, when does somebody? When, come on. That, when does somebody make a Turok movie? That feels like action. That's that's a guaranteed action shell movie. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah, because I that, feel like it has. One oh, second. Because we have to do a Turok episode if they do. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, he gets probably to, but, directed but then, by Bowl. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He seems like he'd be all over that franchise. Then they call cut, and we find out this this crying family member is an actress. Well, wait a minute now. That's kind of weird because this is a real serial killer who probably does have real family members of people that he killed, but yet they've hired this actress. It you just think... further complicates this whole thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. I don't understand any of this. It's, this is about where... And this happens for every movie I watch on this show, but it's the event horizon of me giving a fuck about what what's going on in the movie. And it's beyond that point. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay. And by that you mean it reaches the level of the 1990 sci-fi horror movie Event Horizon with Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> which is nuts, and I love it. Um, yeah, because uh, that's a space devil movie. Um, mm -hmm. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, we just also unceremoniously kill Stephanie at this point because Joy kicks her into the pit with the saber-toothed tiger. No, first we have to have eight minutes of her wandering around clutching at her bleeding that's neck. That's right, that's right. My animal. notes just skipped over that. <laughs> I didn't bother to write any of that. But she is like stumbling around like, oh. And once again, this is where I'm going like, but this isn't a real wound. It's so weird. Like mm -hmm. she's losing blood in the V. I understand the pain is real. But the blood loss is real, and the weakening. She has like a health bar. I, I, I guess. I, Your stamina uh, gauge. Like, has once been again, halved, it's, it is know. the it is the VR shit. I can't get past. I just can't get past it, man. It doesn't make sense. Well, you know, John, they say that the uh, the bleed damage build is one of the, the most broken, and it, really the noobs are the ones who rely like, on that sort of thing. They do. If you want to really yeah. get good, you go for something like a, a sleep paralysis build or just pure <laughs> arcane build. That's the challenging one. Cause, oh. So there's a scenario that you could bleed to death in the game, and it just injects you with the lethal injection. I guess. But you will experience sure. bleeding to death. I mean, at least it never gets as dumb as like, oh, well, this person had diabetes and they died of like <laughs> blood sugar loss. <laughs> can you die? Can you die of natural causes in the game? <laughs> right. Yeah. I you just like, succumb to the cancer you, you already had. Yeah. Uh, John, you, you brought up a good point. Like, do the character like how is their strength and abilities regulated by this game? Right, like how because like, they I would don't... have to program it to match their real world strength, right? Because I mean, they're they're they in VR, that. but that they are still an avatar of some sort in the game world, right? Yeah. Do you think you're breathing air right now? Yeah, I mean, it, no, it's the it it did. I mean, it is, but the Matrix, the Matrix works, right? I mean, of course it works. It's a great fucking movie, but like yeah. that is so far 
in the future and also like crazy robot, you know, body horror tech. Well, this and it is... works under the principles of uh, what is it? Uh, uh, it's like what you perceive as what you think should be real is the constraints yes. under what you're working under. But in this, this case, this movie yeah. doesn't even give us a dropped line of anything like that. But also no. in this case, they actively know they're in a video game. They're in a video game right. too. They're not in. I mean, it is a virtual reality, but it doesn't seem as advanced as The Matrix. But it is a video game to the point where you're walking through doors with glowing numbers on them at a certain point, and you're picking up power-ups. Something this movie... I mean, again, this is the rabbit hole we can't get down, but no. like, <laughs> if they played with the idea of it's a video game, you can get power-ups. They even do stuff like this in something like The Hunger Games where you pick up the gifts and whatnot. Yeah. Like, what if you picked up some bonus where suddenly you can lynch a man who's twice your weight well, and that's why she's capable of doing that that would be cool that's also where the movie gamer goes once again I, which i keep recommending gamer yeah. like it but at least that movie has some thought to it it's dumb but it's it's, it's kind great. of it's kind of fun it it's at least got some interesting sci-fi premises in it but in that the whole thing is once you realize it's a game then you can kind of do anything i thought was kind of the idea actually yeah, it's like lucid dreaming uh a movie we do love gregoni free guy is that yeah which is once yeah. you realize this is a video game, then you can literally do anything at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which is that's a great go watch Free Guy, everybody. That's great. Don't you waste can look your time into the a game. you can look into the code and find the the cheats that are programmed. Exactly. Yeah, exa I mean, much like once again back to the Matrix when Neo can see the code, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> God, Free Guy is so good. Um, it's way of, better than it has any right to be. Legitimately one of the best video games. We talked about this. Sometimes the a lot of the best video video game movies aren't based on video games, but are playing in the realm of video games or with the tropes and rules of games, more so than actually yeah. adapting the games themselves. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see. Yeah, so so yeah, this is Joy Cut gets... Two, yeah, Joy round gets, four. Yeah, so now that she's dead, yeah, all of a sudden we're in round four. I do like the one moment where the producer woman is like, guys, it's really starting to add up that he might actually be innocent. And the host is like, oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here's the, we're in the final stage. Oh, he had, no, he has this whole line when he says he might be innocent. He goes, well, the game is fate. And the game will decide if he's innocent. And does, you're like, no, but you're programming the game. <laughs> He's like, we are not, we are not the judge. We are not the jury. Yeah. But the game is the executioner. Well, it, oh, they, they love that until line. They very much are because as soon as she admits to killing his wife on presumably national television, that should stop the game, right? Right. Good. That should no, end. No, instead it right they there. say, "Give me three T Rexes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm most, let you finish. The most rational response <laughs> to that, right? <laughs> uh, we need more dinosaurs. Um. So yeah, the final stage, the lamest stage, mystery yeah. round, is they've each been chained to the ground in a desert, and they're inside of a sense. giant circle, which is indicated mm -hmm. by a green glowing circle around them that disappears. Right, it's the end of a PUBG or Fortnite match. Yeah. You know, the circle <laughs> is, is tightly enclosed. And the idea is whoever gets out of the circle first wins. And they're, yeah. they each have keys buried in the sand somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's not exciting. 
No, and it also has nothing to do with dinosaurs until they suddenly say, well, the, oh, shit, they figured it out. We need three. Like, the whole premise of this round doesn't build on the premise of the Jurassic games at all. Oh, no. no. Shouldn't the thing be like that you literally have to fight a T-Rex to get out or something like that? Or, right. Yeah. It does or the like, key is inside the T-Rex. The T-Rex. There, now we're talking. Or the first of you to get this power up becomes the dinosaur. Oh, then, ooh, ooh, ooh people fun. turning into dinosaurs. Now we're talking. That's a movie I want to watch. Uh, <laughs> no, instead, so literally the end of the movie is these two characters, Joy and Tucker, digging through sand while dinosaurs appear, while T-Rexes specifically, appear around them. And they're trying to no. unlock John, there's 10 minutes of them digging in sand and struggling with each other, before, and that's when Joy the... admits to killing his wife. Which, why does she do that? <laughs> because she's the architect of his pain. Yeah. <laughs> I am the author of all your pain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, because she does talk about She goes, what did she go? I just want to, I need to spread human misery one last time or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and so it's why only did she after kill this his wife? One, why did she frame him? Two, who is she to him? Even they don't appear to it's have ever met clear. before this. She doesn't frame him though. All she did was kill his wife. The courts apparently just decided that he did it. <laughs> That's right. They did because I. They, there's one line about the trial where they said they they claim I broke my own door to make it look like a forced entry. How would you make that jump? What forensics would lead you to that conclusion? I mean, yeah, clearly yeah. there's been very little forensics work in this case. Even though there's this highly advanced VR system in this world, you know, fingerprints are no longer something that people worry about. The, DNA the, evidence yeah. is not well, anything. Well, cuz they can see the door about. the door was forced open and then they what? Just surmised? Well, he must have done it. I mean that. Do, that I'm not saying that's impossible. That some bad cops could be like, we've decided he did it, so we're gonna make everything fit that. But that's not what this movie is about. No. So like, no, why no. is it? Yeah. In no, this it's movie? it's such a toss away. And then yeah. there's the line when we cut back to the control center, where they're like, wait, to the host, they go, wait, you knew about this, and he goes, well, we hoped. <laughs> you hoped she what? We thought there was that a possibility she killed. Kill. There was some evidence she did it, and we were hoping that would come out during the game, and it did. <laughs> this has all worked out for us. Because at it's this great point, television. this is about the point that the resistance makes their move, right? Mm, the cavemen. Yeah, the guy well, because they just start uh, shooting the everybody. Producer woman is already dead at this point. Yes, uh, yes. we didn't mention the scene where uh, the pr there's some dropped line about like there's a hack happening in our system and it's oh, happening from inside the building. An encoded message was sent out from this building. Yeah, that was it. Right, and so she right, confronts yeah. the reporter woman who shoots her in the head, thereby once again making the producer woman pointless. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, uh, because it's now revealed that the reporter woman is a secret caveman which is just my favorite <laughs> sentence can, can, by the way hollywood can we get a movie called secret caveman we will absolutely cover that movie on the show 
secret caveman. <laughs> yeah, but like, there's a bunch of secret cavemen within this organization because several of the like it seems like half to, half of the crew <laughs> of this of well, this show to be fair, are Lisman, secret there are, cavemen. To be fair, Lisman, there are like six people working on the show. So <laughs> I mean, you know, just three of them are revealed. Also, but like, yeah, when they bust in here and she just executes this technician, I thought. Was that guy worthy of murder? Like the guy who's I mean, just running the computer? Is the idea just anyone involved in this deserves to die? But and and I guess that's another question is are we supposed to side with the cavemen or are they too far too? I don't know. Everybody be dead by the end of the movie, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. When she reveals herself, she uh the the secret caveman reporter woman. Again, great combination of words there. Secret caveman um, reporter woman <laughs> <laughs> says uh, we're taking over this broadcast, and we're going to kill the host on live TV to prove a point. Yeah, I don't understand what, how murdering what point is the that? host is the point. Uh. <laughs> because because they eventually reboot the Jurassic games. Yes. So yeah. I'm curious as to what the point was that they were trying to make. They want this ending to be kind of like the ending of a much better movie called They Live, where they hijack mm. the TV signal to tell people the truth and stuff like that. But once again, that's a really mm -hmm. good science fiction movie. Um, go check that out, everybody. Of course, if you haven't seen John yeah. Carpenter's They Live, that movie rules. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper in one of the best fight sequences ever put to film. Oh, oh, unquestionably. Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David fighting for conservatively 20 minutes uh, <laughs> is one of the greatest moments in the history of film. That fight that scene sounds just keeps going. boring on paper, but it's great. No, it's great because it's one of those things where you're like, you're laughing because they're still fighting. <laughs> I can't believe you think the fight ends like three to four times and it just keeps going. It's great. Um, yeah, that's a movie that properly brings in satire. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they, they, they've got control of this. This Oh, I do love when uh, Tucker falls on the ground and just happens to land on the key that stabs into his arm. Ugh, and he's like, yeah. oh, great. Stupid. Boom, click. Uh, meanwhile, Convenient. Yeah, they do drop in three Rexes. But the well, Rexes as, start... Right before the takeover of the, the production facility happens, they drop in three Rexes because... They realize this Joy is has ordered to killing his wife and that shit's getting out of control. So they're like, oh, doesn't matter. Kill everybody. Yeah, get the get the Rexes in there. Get them in there. Get them in there now. I mean, like, that's the thing that and, was like, would that be the, the more satisfying <laughs> ending? Just have the T-Rexes eat everybody now? But then the Rexes don't immediately attack the humans and the host is like what's happening there's three t-rexes why aren't they killing these they're people they're attacking and each the, other the technician says we programmed to be realistic like you wanted yeah. so now they're just very territorial once again to do what they would do in nature they're very territorial and they're not used to being around other t-rexes so they're all killing each other just i guess to as a blame excuse just for why there's now dinosaur fighting yeah and so yep. now it's about dodging them. And so uh, Tucker unlocks himself, but uh, 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 Joy, one of the dead dinosaurs, falls on her chain and she uses that to break it. So she's. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then this ends with a foot race to the finish line, which Tucker that is wins. How this ends. Tucker wins it by merely reaching his arm out so that he gets across the line first and her head. Uh, once again, less explodes and more sort of disintegrates. Mm -hmm. Lame! That's... He doesn't even kill her! 
Like he no. said he was going to. Because, yeah, as soon as she said it, she killed his wife, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. No. And then the secret cavemen are like, all right, we're putting a stop to this. Kill everybody. Strap the host into the VR. And yeah. then he gets to snark off against T-Rexes for I half do, a second I do think, like, that what, what is the, what is the, like, that's part of their point? He needs to die in game? Yeah, I thought they were going to shoot him, but, yeah. you know. It's a metaphor, John. Yeah. But I do love, yeah, he goes, come on, you fucking dinosaur, flips at the double bird as this thing bites him in half. And then as soon as, yeah, as soon as it, like, starts to reach down to bite him, then he's like, <gasps> yeah. But, like, just for, come before on, that point, you like, bastard! Eat yeah. me, you piece of shit! <laughs> so then the secret cavemen are trying to help Tucker up and be like, you made it, innocent man, we have saved you. Yeah. And then the room just fills with guys with guns who shoot everybody. And who are these guys? Where'd they come from? It doesn't matter. But we go to very poor slow motion in this extremely bad gunfight. And Tucker gets shot during this, does he not? He does, he does. indeed, yeah. So then when we hard cut to him at home with his family, I'm going like, wait, what the fuck just happened? But his arm is in a sling because he'd been shot. Who okay. again, <laughs> Who is Laura to to Tucker? It seemed no, like the nobody. way they were looking at each other, at, at each other there was something, right. oh, some kind of history there. How much would you love if it was like, my not dead wife? <laughs> that's what I, I literally thought that's that where it was going. That would have been I, I amazing. Literally thought that's and where my it was wife going. isn't really dead. Wait. <laughs> well, until what? she gets shot by these people well, with yeah, guns yeah. pouring well, into the room. But I just would have loved it. It's like, I didn't kill my wife. No, that woman killed my wife. No, no one killed my wife. Uh, <laughs> that would have been something. Uh, and, and honestly, that would have made as much sense as anything in this movie. But yeah. Everybody gets shot, but then Tucker's okay. We just cut out of this scene. Tucker passes out, yeah. and then it cuts to weeks later, I guess. And he's, once again, he's back at home with the kids. He's got his arm in the sling to show that he had been shot, so, but he's okay. Because I did think, yeah. what, he's going to die? And then what's the point of the whole movie? Uh, but then, yes, on TV, we hear they are still doing the Jurassic games. In fact, it's back and better than ever. Because dinosaurs have guns now. Oh, when they cut to that sequence of straight up dino riders bullshit yeah, of yeah. dinosaurs in yeah. armor with laser sights and mini guns, I was yeah. like, where the whole movie? That was, and yeah, that sequence was legally actionable, I think. The T Rex um, just launches off some missiles for show. Yeah, and no, they, they've the, got the, the laser shot of this sights, movie the is an armored T Rex with a minigun and missile launcher. Yeah, and the uh, the Raptors great. have the laser sight headsets, and oh my mm -hmm. god, and they gun. Well, there's been a few upgrades, but once again, who is running it? Why it's happening? I don't fucking know. And the movie has no interest. You would. That's kind of where the movie falls apart. I mean, it falls apart in a lot of places, but <clears> it never gets to make its truly like. It never gets to make his point because you never get to the bad guy who's going, well, this is why we've been doing this or whatever. You never get to, can't you see, Mr. Tucker? You know, you never get to that guy. I thought guy. that was the gladiator monologue. I, yeah, kind, but that's like it's kind of – you never get to 
It ne- once again, it I mean, never really. It's not a good. Maybe if the monologue was better, then <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It never lands its satirical point if that's what it wants no, to have. Because the corporation, we don't know its motivations. Is it greed? Are they making money off of this? Once are again, they? We, I just, they must be because they're, ratings, they're always right? talking about the ratings. Look at the ratings. The ratings. Yeah. They make merch. Yeah. We did advertising for this. If you need ratings, that re- implies that you need advertisers well, to sponsor. This I was going to say they make merch because right. we didn't talk about the action figure commercial the action that was figures. in there. Oh, so Jurassic game stupid. action figures. And also, I like that there's an action figure for the guy who died before they started airing the episode. <laughs> well, because they'd already, they'd already, and that's another thing. How far in advance did they choose these people that they've already molded action figures and have them on shelves? I like the action figure of the brothers don't have names that yeah. like really nail the big point brother, little brother. Yeah. Do they come as a, names. do they come as a two pack uh, or all figures sold mm-hmm. separately? Uh, and if you buy well, all of you them, know, you get the talking host figure that nobody wants. No, I'll see it. And what they should have done is each of the figures comes with a smaller piece that builds into a larger T-Rex figure. Yes, the, 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 the Hasbro yes. build-a-fig uh, proposition. Uh, yes. A la Marvel Legends. Drives me insane, man. Sometimes I just want the build-a-fig and don't want anything from the line. Uh, <laughs> someday I'll get you, Fat Thor. Um <laughs> Anyway, that's the movie. The movie literally ends on dinosaurs yeah. have guns now. Yep. S- sequel? Oh, like in what? In well, the what guy world? basically just remade this movie, so. Uh. So in a way, yeah, they, they did <laughs> then. Yeah. I do. Hmm. I'm curious. I. I want to go figure something out real quick. So okay. continue the show. I'm going to do some background research real quick. Continue the show. Okay. You guys do your show, whatever. Uh, All right, vamp, vamp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, your, do your little okay. program. Um, no. Uh, so uh, I guess we'll do the kill and one-liners of the movie. Oh, I'll tell you right now, the right? one-liners are nothing good. They're bad. Yeah. They're really bad. Oh. There's no good kill in this movie either. I was thinking I about think what the best kill is. It's like uh, maybe the landmine. I think the I think the the, the the dinosaur dropping the guy in the landmine is at least in concept the best one. Yeah, yeah. I mean in execution, it not nothing failed horribly. Nothing's good in execution um, because yeah. like the the trilobite thing is so dumb, uh, and that's, that's really true. the only one that yeah. stands out as not just being like chomp. Uh, the the plant yeah. poisoning is weird. Um, I think it's the guy dropping the, and I, I don't even know if we need to talk about these one-liners. Because honestly, mm, I guess not. I mean, Should we just skip both categories? Yeah, I think I think this <laughs> like, is this is another one like last week where it's not even worth putting them on the list because they have no chance at shelfies. Fair enough. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Ooh, uh, here's some fun background. Yeah. So I, I I was trying to find the movie Dinosaur World to see if it ends on the same <laughs> shot. Dinosaurs of have guns dinosaurs. now. Like he just keeps trying to make that happen. I couldn't find a, any release of Dinosaur World. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'll keep working on just this. Just not out but, there. Uh... Um, it is, but uh, it is mostly in Mandarin, and it was uh pretty tightly released in China specifically. And apparently this guy is an Oklahoma native Mm -hmm. and all of his movies are filmed in Oklahoma. Yeah. I saw that was the topography. Yeah. 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 Uh, And yeah, apparently he has made a few uh, movies, all 
made in Oklahoma, uh, and the 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 oh, he is kind of dinosaur Rene world type then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. he's not literally shooting on his like land, but still, he's shooting all in his hometown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm uh, just looking more into the plot of Dinosaur World. It is literally the same movie. It sounds like but it, yeah. with Chinese actors. Maybe the Chinese version's better. I don't know. Uh, Could be. Well, let's hear. You know, it's always my uh, my goal to find the strangest IMDb reviews for this movie. And uh, mm. here I, I have one. This review comes to us from IMDb user Game Balance, and uh, okay. the review is titled. I am here to protect. <laughs> Get ready. The movie was great as a movie. It probably deserves 7 out of 10 because it really has issues like bad GCI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Proofread, you guys. Um, uh, has, uh, has issues like bad GCI and some silly things. Uh, but to make it to make a little balance, I set ten out of ten. The movie was highly entertaining. The story concept is simple, but the situations are inventive enough. The name of the movie probably hints that it is a mix of Hunger Games and Jurassic Park, and it kind of is. But it starts from the action right away. The movie also has some ingenious irony, also inspired by Hunger Games, I guess. This irony probably will not be catched. <laughs> Pro this irony will probably not be catched and appreciated by the majority as it is an irony on majority. <laughs> wow. The movie is a little bit of a wow. parody. Though there is nothing really smart in this movie, I would say it is smarter than most of the high-budget action movies. Very enjoyable movie. 10 out of 10 stars. Oof. I will refute that review by just simply saying the title of a one-star review that I'm looking at right okay, now. Okay, yes, yes. And that is <laughs> Jurassic Lame. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Uh, that's Got him. Yeah. You don't come back from that. A burn that severe. Uh, no, I don't know what this person's talking about. Also, just terribly written. Uh, and, I, and honestly, I even corrected a couple things in my reading just for understanding of what I assume their point was. And still, right, yeah. uh, this irony will not be catched is pretty bad. Um, mm -hmm. Love uh, that GCI. That's some good GCI in this movie. Yeah. yeah tell me a movie with good GCI. If this movie is bad also, GCI. Also, what are they protecting? I am here to protect. Protect this movie? I think protect the yeah. rating of the movie because they said really it's a 7 out of 10 movie, but they're, they're giving it 10 out of 10 to balance out all the one stars. I think is what they were saying. Uh, oh, man. Here's like Jurassic one, uh, a 10-star review that says, don't freak out over 10 stars. I rate on a pass-fail system. I did see that one. I, <laughs> the, the review itself wasn't as funny as the title, but that's good. Uh, well, as, as always, we will check in with our favorite Amazon.com reviewer, Mr. Bruce Winning, who uh, I think for a lot of uh, Monster Mayhem here, uh, he's not going to be reviewing these movies because these aren't really his cup of tea. So I will continue, yeah. as I have been doing, to dive into the strange psyche of Mr. Bruce Winning. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, he prefers human-on-human -human violence because then he can put himself into the scenario. <laughs> he really he really does. So as I continue to read his reviews of uh, disturbing psychological thrillers, here is his review of the Jake Gyllenhaal motion picture Nightcrawler. Uh, oh have you guys seen Nightcrawler? 
Uh, yes. It is a good. fucking great movie, but it is disturbing as hell. Uh, and uh, here's Bruce Winning's review for another segment of The Winning Opinion. Okay, Bruce titles his review, Strange Premise, but the end is there if you watch and learn what is going on. That is the title of the review. Wow. <laughs> also, I think uh, it's true of every movie, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the end is there if you watch and learn what is going on. He didn't say the end is good. He just said the end is there. Um, it's there. It's there. Uh, if you can, continue to watch it. Can I just say, I love that his review starts with, again, I said, uh, <laughs> what are you just starting like, yeah, and I'm back, baby. These are all meant to be read well, together. John, you write the thesis and then yeah. you restate the thesis. And yeah. then... <laughs> Uh, again, I said that I would watch the whole movie if it was 5.1 surround. It was, I did. Those are all separate sentences. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was glad. It did start off slow, but there was good violence and action. The car chase was exciting. There was adequate shooting. The story was very good. This was very different from what I have watched before. Amazon Prime recommended this in an email, and I am very grateful. Uh, this was 235 when I watched it two years ago, but with 5.1, I liked it much more reformatted to 16.9. I knew it! Okay, I, 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 I didn't realize that point. I was saying this. When he says he loves 16.9, he means he prefers that over even wider movies. So he's, he's actually mm -hmm. fucking with the aspect yes. ratio to make it fit his TV. Uh, yes. Sorry. Uh, since they reformatted yes. it for my preference, they removed the watch notification and redated it to 2019. In the closing credits, it was credited as 2013, so the familiarity was correct. And in my records, this viewing is credited as my second viewing of this movie. Thanks for reformatting to 16.9 and already being 5.1, I vowed to watch the entire movie. Great movie. Five out of five oh. stars. I think this adds a new wrinkle to the to the Bruce winning lore because we know that he has spreadsheets of uh, the movies he watches. Oh, We're aware clearly. of that. Absolutely. Fact. He makes that very clear. Yeah. But apparently one of the columns in that spreadsheet is number of times watched. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in my records, this viewing is credited as my second viewing. Yes. Yes. Is the, is His, the last, it must look like a serial killer apartment where he I lives, was just right? about to say, is the last, uh time we do the winning opinion segment yeah when we find the room covered yeah. in his like various spreadsheets and the, threads tied the to last edition things. of the winning opinion will just be the cr us looking at the crime scene photos after they capture him right like he's just after he's been hauled out in handcuffs and we're just looking at the photos of everything on his wall and it's all like 5.1 no. yes 169 no you know the the last of the winning opinion is a posthumous one after he reviews you two and oh, like these two shit. turned into sixteen nine was the best aspect ratio across the wall. I come on. There you go. Yeah, I thought it was just it, at a certain point it's just us doing live reactions to the trial and stuff like that. You know, kind of... <laughs> Once again, just the idea of going like eh, Nightcrawler was slow until all the killing happened. Then it got good. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, man. It's not an action movie. Uh <laughs> uh well I, I, Yeah, Gurgani. I wanna get his take on Memento. I really do. <laughs> I do Well have, we we I, heard his review of American Psycho. Yeah, so that, that hasn't oh, I, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, the American Psycho review is uh is something, man. 
Uh, Upsetting, yeah. I think is the right yeah. word. Yeah, he really enjoyed Patrick Bateman's takes on music. Um, he, <laughs> I don't think Bruce is a big satire person, huh? No, I don't. I don't. I think he's looking satire. for stuff that uh, that's pretty sincere. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we didn't care too much for the Jurassic games, so let's come up with our own. Uh, what do you think? This is going to be a dinosaur movie, no matter what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to use our handy dandy action movie title generator to uh, to find uh, to give us a title here. And we will come up with. I think it has to with... be starring the guy who was the host, right? Starring Ryan Merriman. Yeah. Uh, and, of uh, Luck of the Irish fame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Here we go. Here, here. Uh, this, uh, the randomizer just spit out this one. And uh, you've got to love the alliteration. Terminal termination. Oh wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something. Terminal termination. Uh, okay, I've got it. Okay, go for it, Granny. This is a classic '90s airport disaster movie. Ooh, that's where the terminal comes in. Yes, it's, it's excellent. <laughs> it's not excellent. using the description. It's a literal terminal. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. A plane crash lands on the tarmac. Mm-hmm. Yep disrupting the flights of many people inside and that's how we get our primary cast yeah. is the people whose flights have been delayed by a plane crash landing on the tarmac there you go yeah mm-hmm. that plane was delivering some rare specimens from an undisclosed yeah. location yeah. discovered recently by scientists yeah one of uh-huh. whom our uh, our female lead is a scientist who survived the plane crash yes but is unconscious for the first act so she can't explain what's happening well because we get a classic cast of characters including the uh the harried businessman who only cares about making money and needs to get on his flight mm-hmm. the scared teenage mm-hmm. girl the heroic paramedic mm-hmm. who i think is ryan merriman who ends up of course yep. nursing our female scientist back to health uh yep, yep, we, we, yep. we need an old couple we need a priest mm-hmm. uh <laughs> yep absolutely <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, can the two of you guess what was being transported in that crashed plane that has now cracked wide open, as it were? Yeah. Boy, let's see. They'll hmm. find hmm. they'll find the open crates tor- torn open and claw marks, right? Uh-huh. Something uh-huh. clawed its way out. Yeah. What could it be? What were you transporting in that plane? These didn't break the claw marks look like giant bird talons. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Those crates didn't break open in the crash. They were torn open from the inside. <laughs> bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah. The, and then cut to line, go towards the closest source of food. Well, what's that? Crowded meat market of people stuck in the terminal. Yeah. As it's... <laughs> no! <laughs> Lights go out, powers shuddering, because there's also, of course, some kind of storm happening outside. Yes, yes. Yeah, of well, that, that yeah. could help contribute to the, the crashed plane. Uh, and also mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. they can't they also can't get any of the other even though there's just the one runway affected by this every flight is shut down so now here's yes, my absolutely. question does the movie eventually have a raptor of some sort flying an airplane is that <laughs> well with the that's when on, trying to escape on a small yeah. little cessna and unfortunately yeah. a raptor gets on board with it yeah. and takes out the pilot and is sitting in the pilot seat uh <laughs> With the headset. I want the raptor in the headset at the helm going. 
And that's sort of like the end of Jurassic Park where it's like, there's going to be more because that raptor gets out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the end of the movie is it turns around and it's in the pilot seat like, end of film. Because it's directed by the same guy who made Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, well. the idea that these dinosaurs, uh, we think they're natural at first, but then it turns out, no, they're an experiment and they have human intelligence because these are, in fact, people that have turned into dinosaurs. Oh, there you go. Ooh, it's surgically like a, transformed into dinosaurs. It's like a deep blue a sea tusk. thing with the uh, with the super uh, the super sharks. Yes, um, exactly. By the way, we got to do one of either deep blue sea or Lake Placid sequels at some point on here too. Let's, <laughs> one of those. There's, there's they're a both bunch of, insane. Yeah, yeah. The, I love that the original movies are insane, and then subsequently there are lower budget straight to video sequels. Could, could we do a month that's just dedicated to movies that are fully ripping off Jaws? <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> We've also talked about Jaws rip off January. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws rip off January. <laughs> Jaws, the, you wary? Yeah. And at the Jaws end, we're just wary. going, why aren't you watching Jaws? Um, because uh, st- it's good. And that's not what this podcast yeah. is. Still just the one good shark movie. I agree with how this can make. Yeah. Um, but uh, all right. Well, next week on the show, uh, Monster Mayhem uh, comes in for a landing. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and uh, with our biggest monster movie yet, Lisman. Yes, we are watching Bermuda Tentacles. Oh, thank goodness! Because finally, we get the U.S. Navy versus a sea monster. Uh, I, I can't. It's wait. a movie so big we have not one, but for the first time on the show, two guests joining us for that. Uh, yes, that's right. Alex Schaefer will be back with us. And for the first time, his wife, Kate, will also be joining us. I know she's particularly excited to talk about this movie. Uh, they um, staked this claim months ago on the show. They've the already seen the film as well. I, I've they, heard that they've already seen it. Those two do their goddamn due diligence. Alex will watch these movies multiple times. I don't know how he does that. I, I'm ready to, you know... <laughs> This is, this is a man who sat through Simon Says. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bermuda Tentacles, though. Uh, Listen, as always, I will ask, would you like the uh, tagline for the movie? I mean, no, but you're going to say it anyway. <laughs> well, so I will much. say, befitting this movie, it's rather lame. Um, okay. Bermuda Tentacles, the mystery is finally revealed. I'm guessing that's the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. Is that the idea? I Turns think, out it was tentacles. I, yeah, it was tentacles the whole time. Yeah, uh, it was mistranslated. Very excited because uh, this is the first time we'll be welcoming the legendary Linda Hamilton to the action shelf. Oh no! Yeah. Wow! No, Linda, and why? The less legendary Jamie Kennedy will be on. Uh, for, oh, uh, will be on no, this well. I mean, yeah. I'm saying oh no for my for myself here, not yeah. for Jamie Kennedy. I'm saying, oh no, because Linda Hamilton co-starred in a movie with Jamie Kennedy. And Jamie Kennedy is playing someone with the title of Doctor. So that's the level Uh of reality Uh we're dealing with here. So uh, Bermuda Tentacles next week on the show to wrap up Monster Mayhem Month here on the show. Gurgoni, thank you as always uh, for joining us. Always a pleasure to Thank have you. Thank you for inviting me, especially when dinosaurs are involved, so I can nitpick their historical accuracy. Yeah, if there's a dinosaur movie, we bring Gurgoni on. And, of course, you can hear yes. Gurgoni every week on two of the other uh, shows here on the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Uh, you co-host Panel Up with me, where every week we dive into uh, topics in pop culture and reviews and such like that. And uh, then, of course, uh, you can uh, people can hear both of you 
over on Material Components. The uh, was it actual? Is it actual play? Is that how it? Is a actual play tabletop RPG podcast in which we play. Uh, this season we are playing a role playing game of my own design, and mm -hmm. uh, we are having a lot of fun in a science fantasy nonsense setting, also of my own design. And of course, if yeah. you want more action shelf content, you can go over to our patron page on Podbean, patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup, where uh, every month Lisman and I do release two commentaries for quality studio made action movies befitting monster mayhem this month we are reviewing uh we are doing commentaries for uh probably the two greatest monster action movies which are aliens and predator uh yeah. not alien and predator just two separate movies uh <laughs> yeah separate those uh and uh and so you can listen to those commentaries uh over there on the the patron page once again it's patron.com or uh patron.podbean.com slash punch up uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up the Podcast Network. Shelf. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. The Action Show.